everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. So buckle up, ladies, gentlemen, and aliens of all ages, because this week, it's a long one. We're talking three hours. More, if you want to include the intro that I'm doing now, and whatever updates and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that I put at the end of the show, intro, the intro music, the bumpers, and the whole nine yards. So to give you a brief summary of what we're, what we, me and Sasha will be talking about, uh, we give a little bit of a heartwarming story at the beginning in regards to what happened in the news over the past week, uh, me telling Sasha about having getting W Energy in, to try and when we do the videos have that product on air per their recommendations what it tastes like and plus uh, we talk about the SGA strike that just started at the end of last week not to mention we try to as much as we were trying to walk away from the drama of Blobfest we kind of had to talk about Blobfest one last time. So hopefully this is the last time we talk about it and cover it and talk about the movie Blob and everything else, plus a whole lot more. So what else can I say? But hey, George, cue the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Shock and terror with Sasha, the princess of darkness. And Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness, reboot. So, did you manage to get any of that research done, or nah? Yeah, I did. Um, pretty much it was the surface level first thing up in regards to somebody writing about it and pretty much explaining things, so I guess I'm good enough for now. Okay, okay. Good enough to uh, good enough to at least fake it. All right. Did you dig into Jackie Cheris a little bit? Oh, I didn't check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the movie, mm-hmm. not Jackie Cheris. Okay, okay. So you'll see that there's a lot of times, um, but we'll get to all that happy scrappy stuff. You got a uh Lums are on board today. Uh, since it could tie into uh, everything right and raving, uh, I can let's see if it comes up. It was a cute little story that happened pretty much last week. We could briefly talk about it. Let's see if it pulls it up on. And you see the writer's strike got worse. Yeah. I kind of wanted to touch on that. More Nintendo movies coming. Yeah, everything is on hold right now in regards to the strikes. Right, but now that SAG-AFRA has has joined, the the Actors Guild is now in, but I hate to say it, I almost think that like the the, uh, the Actors Guild angle taken is kind of drowning out what the Writers Guild initially started it's great that there's them, but they're kind of overshadowing what the writers are protesting about. Pulled it up. All right, got that. That'll work. Uh, 
So, the heartwarming. Kind of, kind of works, and if we rant about it, and it, so, and folks watching at home, yes, uh, we at least on my end, we got our dubby container video. Uh, as of this recording, it will drop our video opening up our package. Uh, will drop today the eight. Uh, the 18th at 2.30. So as we're recording this, the video will drop. And I, for the sake of YouTube, trying to prevent YouTube yelling at us and all that, I collect the whole aspect of, is this a paid partnership? Uh, yeah, whatever. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> may, may, uh, probably in, eventually if we get enough commissions off our code link. So, uh so therefore, for the sake of pleasing all parties and whatever weird laws that are out there, uh, sure, why not? It's paid partnership. So again, cover all bases where bases can be co covered. And guess what? Yes. Remove the plastic from the top, then remove the seal from, from everything. I thought it had a cup and it sounded like it had a plastic cup. In. Oh, there it is. Oh, man, it's like cocaine, man. Start <laughs> it. See what happens. <laughs> and they give you this little itty bitty cup. Pretty much. It, it almost looks. W, I'm not. Uh, w, uh, if you're watching this, yes, I know it's. Um, <laughs> I'm not insulting you, but it's funny as shit. This is the scoop that they give everybody. This is pretty much the scoop. It's a little, it's like a teaspoon. <laughs> Folks, do not snort any uh, powdered energy drinks, whether it be G Fuel, Shift, or W Energy. <laughs> oh, my God. Snort everything. Snort everything. Hyper, 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 hyper. So we're just going to start off with, in essence, one scoop in their official W cup, which we'll be using today. Drop in that beautiful powder. Probably be hitting it up again if it tastes right. And folks, for the uh, flavor I got, because I am a fan of orange and cream uh, type drinks, I got the what they call the calio cream or the yeah the calio cream flavor which is pretty much orange and cream drop in mixing ball and for the sake of everything and because it is not just because it's martinsburg and their water supply is like crap crash yeah so um somebody on my way to do laundry this past weekend was pretty much like hey i have this extra uh gallon of deer park purified you know spring water do you want it i went sure why not so <laughs> like i'm going to say no to water and put so the water doesn't spill all over let me put it like this they they w even admits that hey it could still taste powdery and all that uh and folks are all like if you the few of you that do watch this shit uh and say hey g fuel doesn't taste powdery 
Or Swift doesn't taste, you know what? Either you're putting too much water in it or <laughs> you're, uh, that's number one. Number two, I've had G Fuel and I put it in the little powder packs in containers this size and I still taste the powder. So have at it. So Unless they got one of them um, things that's constantly spinning the drink. I, I don't see how it's not powdery. This again, it has that little wire ball in it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think I was telling you in regards to this. I don't know how it managed to do that. But I guess I gotta drink it like this, or every time I drink, I gotta kind of do it on an angle so W's kind of viewable. Um I want to say more than a year ago. I did, uh, I put in, because I haven't been a subscriber for well over a year or several mm. years. I, instead of getting the regular Loot Crate box, I got the Loot Crate DX, hoping for some better shit. Uh, and apparently it was just completely Wonder Woman themed for Woman's Month. I'm not complaining that, about that. I just didn't know. And Very one of the nice. things... Uh, just that I'm not a big fan of Wonder Woman. I think the character is a wonderful character and for all she stands for and everything else. Just that yeah, I'm bondage. not a big... Uh, <laughs> yeah, little the folks know that's the original aspect and her original uh, weakness is you had to, I think, bind her with the lasso of truth to make her obey. His cre uh, her creator was into bondage and SM. Um, obviously, DC watered that down once they acquired the character. But all in all, uh, one of the things that they gave in the box was a mug or a cup similar to what I have in my hands, and it's Wonder Woman themed. So I have an extra one. And that's why I kind of wanted, wanted the stickers if they were still in stock so I could put a sticker on that and or put a sticker on our old reliable. So hopefully one of these days, if they get the stickers back in, um, do that, you know, get a stack of stickers. And to me, I didn't really say it on the uh, unboxing, unbagging call, it what you will. It's just that, that's what surprises me with a lot of small, I won't say smaller um, businesses, maybe like Dubby, Dungeon in the Box and others. It's just that how do you not realize your supply is low when granted they're bigger companies, but how do you not know that, hey, I'm almost out of mugs, let's say. I'm down to the last five or six mugs. It's time to order some more. Since they take time to get here, let's do it now so we have enough in stock. Apparently, they don't have that type of logic. Like what, you know, yeah, they're, again, big companies like Walmart, Target, uh, Macy's, Soledad, and uh, Harbor Freight. They realize they're running low on their product. They have that immediately. Let's get more into our uh, our brick and mortar stores or our warehouses so we could send the stuff out. But apparently, like I said, Dungeon Box has the same issue. 
because if I ordered an extra large skinny mini for a campaign that I have sitting here at the house, oh, you're going to have to wait until we get the order in. We ran out and you weren't keeping control. You know, you don't have any sense of inventory control. <laughs> you should have that in your establishment. Some level. I can understand if it was like the uh, computer industry or the electronics industry, like uh, going back two, if not three years ago, when there were parts and chips that were hard to come by. If you could understand that, I know, hashtag rant. But now, yes, I must. Yes, I'm stalling. <laughs> Why are we stalling? Uh, I'm just saying we could say uh, people could say we're stalling because I have I didn't take, officially take a sip yet. Uh, so doesn't taste powdery. Tastes mostly orangey than creamy. You got a fixed microphone because whenever you're talking, um, especially away from the PC, you sound very faint. Oh, let me. How do I sound now? A little tinny. I sound. Uh, I'm getting. I'm hitting the far end of the mic, and the mic is cranked up like really high on this. Like right here so... where you're at now is perfect, but like the moment you put your head back or you look at something else or. It makes things interesting. Uh, no, has changed my what? Yep, now your camera's gone. My microphone is changed. What? Why? Uh, your default mic has changed to Q8. Can you hear me now? Nah, you're a little distorted. Uh, that's why we have a pre-show, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, and it's only subjectable to our wonderful OnlyFans and whenever Chris posts the entire audio. Hey, there's a nightmare weekend in Richmond. I am for the moment yeah, I am October. stopping uh for the moment I'm stopping the audio so I could check. Okay. And okay, that is um I'm managed okay, I'm putting back the all right. Is that better? Yeah. Can you lean back? Is, is, I'm leaning back, leaning, turning my head away. How do I sound? It'll work. Is it better? Yeah, it's, it's definitely better. It's not perfect, perfect by any shape, form, or means, but. The downside, um, the same cord I need to use to run. The camera, I might have to find a way to get a secondary cord mm -hmm. because the same cord I, that takes me, uh, that allows me to, I don't want to jiggle it, uh, that I use for or used for this mic is the same cord I need to use for my camera. And I don't have by any means a secondary cord. And it's the it's the older school, if you could see, it's that type of connector. Yeah, early USB. And so therefore, so I, yeah, I know I could get one on Amazon. And until I'm able to get one off of Amazon, 
as a secondary card, but once I do, I'll be able to at least have this closer or at least by my side. Mm. That way it's a closer mic for everything, but uh, it's better than the potato coat. That is my computer. Better than nothing. Right. It's better than... And audio-wise, yeah, I can edit the audio for the most part and boost the audio uh, in through Audacity. If... uh, I have the meter in front of me with the webcam and it's coming through fine. I could always see it in folks at home. It could be just how Sasha's picking things up on her side, the internet connection. Well... Or how Zoom is recording things, we'll see at some point. And hopefully at least this temporary fix is uh, <laughs> uh, helps. But still, we're looking for, uh, we're trying something that is better than a potato. And right now what I'm using is a better potato. So, and we, again, pre-show. Either way, pre-show. the pre-show. But if you guys didn't hear me well, I did take saw me did do take a sip of the mixture I put in here with the scoop provided from Dubby. Uh, it's more orangey than creamy. What if you had meaning if you went to Walmart, picked up their orange and cream flavored water, it has that almost balanced mix of orange and cream. This is more orange than than cream. I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's a bad thing because I enjoy drinking like mandarin orange when Walmart doesn't have the orange and cream stuff. So this is overall not that bad. It's almost like a light or I won't say compare it to lemon and lime or lemonade. It's almost like having a, a almost a weak lemonade type thing or just enough balance. That's not overpowered too bitter. So. I could tolerate. And by the way, folks, you don't have to choose W's orange oak, uh, Calio cream. They have like fruit punch and a bunch of other flavors that you can try. And they do have sample packs when they are in stock. And mm. what I, I know, uh, Sasha can't drink W due to it having coffee in it. So I should be. Now we'll see like how it turns out. I got to wait for my funds to recoup a little bit because we had a little too much fun on vacation. So, If anything, you, could, uh, didn't you, you said you contacted uh, Swifty or whatever it was. Yeah, Swift. And they 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 have um, stuff that doesn't have coffee in it. So I might be ordering some of that at some point. Just give it a try. You got your own codes? Got to watch when you my signed cards. Up? You got your own car, um, code with it, or do you need mine? Oh, you signed up for True Swift too? Yeah. Uh, I think is, I got my own. Uh, the thing it. is, the thing is, um, when I signed in, the I was able to sign in. When I signed in through Swift, I was able to sign in through Dubby, so they might be owned by the same parent company. That's what I've been trying to say all along. I think they're all part of the same group. You know what I mean? Or have different brands. Yeah. Different brands. 
I even saw one the other day that um, is officially endorsed by uh, Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I thought was kind of intriguing. And folks out there, you have to figure this. Yeah, there's a lot of independent brands like RC, I'll, I'll say lower tier brands like RC Cola and or if they're still around Tab and a lot of regional. My bad. I for, I forgot, but still. Uh, you, and you have a lot of regional brands like Atree or uh, at least I don't know if they're still in business. We covered this like a couple of weeks ago. There could be regional brands of soda that are low tier. Like there are here in the north, we have regards to like um, potato chips. We have Oats here in the uh northeast or at least the pennsylvania west virginia area and virginia area florida i think it's a different brand but for the most part this the store brand soda that you buy at martin's cash and carry walmart or whatever your local supermarket is is pretty much either coke or pepsi yep that's pretty all much. It, sometimes they have a bit of a tinny taste to them I think they tweak the ingredients just enough so it tastes slightly different. Because the store brands I've always found, especially if you get this really super cheap ones like from Dollar Tree, they all have a tinny Shasta Cola kind of taste to them. Yeah, now, there's a couple just... regional ones there. Shasta and Fego. Uh, I, that's a lot of good Fego flavors that I wish I could have, but I tried to... Uh, keep my carbs as low as possible do, being a type two. And yeah. that's why I kind of like Dubby uh, because uh, they sported that their carbs, they have like no carbs for their, and Swift has um, no carbs in regards to um, sugary drinks such as soda, regular soda or monster. Hell, Drinking regular soda will give you less carbs than drinking freaking Monster. But. Yes. Monster. I'll occasionally take a five-hour energy, but not all the time. Not with this uh, little part of mine. Five-hour energy drink does not work for me. It lasts maybe about an hour, hour and a half at, at most. But then again, I haven't drank it. Drank a five-hour energy drink in, let's see, the last time I went up to see a buddy of mine, which was maybe 11 years ago. So my immunity might be a little bit gone. I should say whatever immunity I had could be gone. So it could work. But then again, I drink stuff like Dubby. Yeah, it's not a bad product range for people that have health concerns. Unless your health concern is you can't consume coffee. Good point. But that's just one fellow's opinion. I won't say in regards to allergies or, or anything like that, but if you want to... It's why for a while I drank um, G Fuel. Because the I could get it at Sheets and they were it was like 
no sugar, no carbs, no nothing. And it was like zero across the board. So I'm like, you know what? G Fuel, you're getting my money now, at least for the time being. W, you're getting my money when we have a chance. So, folks, LCM podcast and the web website is w.gg, D-U-B-B-Y.gg. So, regards to it. You want to try it? Use his code. Help help us out. Again, folks, they have like um, what they call sample packs that they could send you. That way you could try it. Yeah, I think there might be five, ten dollars for uh, a four or five pack of these sample things that you can try, and you could use your own containers, whether it be something like this or a water bottle or whatever your favorite container might be. You know, and after everything, it won't surprise me if somebody tries to take away our our spot. You know, our Sponsor, <laughs> yeah, our sponsor, <laughs> our sponsor that got, our sponsor that has yet to, I won't say pay us, but we have yet to earn money through them for them to pay us. Yes. So, indeed, now with a lot to cover this week, we might be not giving that particular person any type of freaking attention. No, uh, no. There's really no point. They're right. they're they're just a bully, and they're trying to cow us into doing things that we're not going to do because yeah. we are bigger and better than them. So fuck them. Yeah, so not I- to mention, not to mention, if you look at some of their social media, yeah. uh, they. They are punching down because, at least on Facebook, they have over 1,000 followers, at least there, uh, meaning they probably have on a weekly or whenever they post up, have at minimum one, anywhere from 50 to 100 people engaging their posts or seeing their posts, depending on how the algorithms are working for those uh, those people. Both Sasha and I know about the Facebook algorithms because we see it happen ourselves with our pages. So, yep. And because we kind of know that you are watching us in regards to whatever platform this is on, yeah, we're keeping. In essence, you could tell we're keeping your name out of your our mouths. And if you comment and everything else, you're helping our algorithms, and you're in essence calling yourself out. Yeah, because we are. We haven't said your name on the audio side. Or the video side. You comment. So it could be, at least on my side, any number of the dozen or several dozen people that may watch this this video. Yep. Uh, That all depends on where it too is posted. Because there's some places that bang off a lot better than YouTube. Right now, uh, I have, even though I have a account on rumble i have yet to there's a few things posted up to it i haven't updated in like a month i should i just haven't (laughs) i should update it but 
Who knows? Maybe I'll wander up to the library later after we're done here and put something up or at least some of the, the full length episodes there. That way I'm touching it and seeing how it goes. I know Sasha probably doesn't like or, or wants to do Rumble, but still. Rumble. Uh, not, it's Yeah, Rumble. What is that? I haven't even heard of it yet. I'm so uh, uh, It's pretty much uh, the YouTube competitor. It's the it's an up and coming. Uh, it's supposed to be a little bit. Uh, the way Kick is Twitch's competitor, Rumble is YouTube's competitor. Whereas Daily Motion is uh, to a lot of folks is just complete garbage. But a lot of folks who look at Rumble, it, they consider it the far right platform because a lot of folks that are kicked off of or supposedly kicked off of here on youtube go to to rumble uh or as of right now a lot of folks here on youtube or the larger channels are jumping ship from youtube to rumble because youtube has the nasty habit of one, not promoting a lot of content, not pushing smaller creators, not, you know, uh, not to mention it's done to large creators too. It's like, hey, guess what? You got a strike on your, your channel. Why? And YouTube is like, uh, we're not going to tell you why. Uh, what did I do so I could change that or fix it so I don't do it again? We're not telling you diddly squat. Why should we tell you? Why? What did I do wrong? Uh, oh, no, you guys. Oh, by the way, another strike. Another strike. What I do? Uh, we're not telling you. And there was a few channels that got lawyers involved and brought YouTube to court, won their cases, and YouTube was still like, yeah, they got a strike. We put it there, but we're not going to say, say what. So a lot of folks are like, you know what? If you want to do that, we're going to rumble. We're going to rumble. And the way for small creators like me and Sasha, for the folks at home, whereas YouTube is like, oh, you need X, Y, and Z. Now it's A, B, in order to be a partner on this platform. Now you have to do A, B, C, or one, two, three, or five, eight, you know, five, six, seven, or in order to qualify for a partnership, rumble, it's just right off the bat you just got to get the views you just got to get the views you just got to get the views and so i signed up it's just a matter of putting up content to rumble getting the views and see what gains traction oh, 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 oh. i'm looking at this now i know it seems a lot of far right uh, what? I'm just curious. That's all. A lot of um, what a lot of channels are saying, even some of the ones that might be closer center are saying are encouraging even creators like you, Sasha, and me going over that might be more center or more of the geeky oriented type of channels going over to Rumble. That way we kind of i want to say muddy the waters and so or dilute the fact that the, i know it sounds kind of 
uh, far right. It's like, oh, that way it becomes more diversified, less far right. And that way Rumble has more options than just the the so-called conspiracy theory, far right conspiracy theorists on on Rumble. So it again, it's just another spot to, for me to put clips and other stuff. So I know this upcoming Saturday, the I think it's like the 22nd or something. I will when I do the walkthrough with the library comic con, I'll probably put post it up on uh yeah, it's this I think it's this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. I'll post up on our the YouTube channel and on Rumble. That way there's more stuff there too. Oh. What what? I'm just taking a look at some of the stuff that's on here. All right. So if you've got a topic for Lums or I'm bored, we can go ahead and start that and get that underway and get the episode officially rolling. And I still have yet to buy the H for this thing. Yeah. You should be able to just go to... Um, like uh, Joanne's or something, yet it were a Hobby Lobby. Heaven forbid. Our tractor supply. That works I have too. one. I have a tractor supply on the way to work. I'll check there. Like buy a package of cost. cheap kid alphabet like letters, and you just you know attach it and then glue it on, or even use a magnet on it if you don't want to make it permanent. This ain't metal. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. You can put a magnet on the other side. So uh, yeah, just ears. Okay, what did this take place? Ah, ah crap. He has notes. <laughs> notes. So crap. He has notes. <laughs> notes. Back. Back, Sasha. I forgot notes. Research. What's that? Research. Jackie? Oh, man, magic can defeat you. You never learned, do you? That was more a Ray reference from Ghostbusters. You never studied. Never studied. Uh, you ready? Lion face. Lion face. Lemon <laughs> face. And if you believe I'm uh, actually making a loving face. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have for me today? Something out of the SK system, ma'am. And Jesus, them guys again? Yes. And oddly, it's not Florida. It is. It's Texas. never Florida anymore, is it? <laughs> it's spreading. Uh, it's pretty much a heartwarming tale out of Texas, ma'am. Oh, deep in the heart of Texas. Brought uh, to you in part, not brought to you in part by W Energy. Um, We're only got much, two uh, things in Texas: steers and queers. 
even though this story is maybe about uh, a week old or longer, depending on when you uh, listen to this, but it came, I saw it and I was like, you know what, last minute, why not? It's a heartwarming tale. Um, a video went vile on through TikTok and eventually Facebook and the rest of everything about this kid approaching a ring camera, going door for door, you know, not knocking this kid, uh, the, the cojones on him, the spine on him, the courage that he did or showed to do this is, you know, what made it heartwarming. And what he did was he was going from door to door looking for friends and he at this ring doorbell the guy answered he's like uh you know can i help you you know what's going on he's like and this kid pretty much asked like uh do you have any kids you know my age i'm like 11 12 years old uh 11 years old and the guy said i'm sorry i only got like a a uh, an 18 month daughter and she's nowhere near your age uh it's like uh, i think he said i think from what i remember the video the guy said that hey there's a couple of you know kids that might be your age down the block and the kid sat sadly says i know about those kids they're no longer my friends they've they turned out to be bullies and manipulators and so forth and so on so i ended my friendship with that i'm just looking for new friends and it's just that, you know, heartwarming tale of him just wanting to, his statement was, to. this is his words. Um, I just wanted to see if you knew any kids around 11 or 12, maybe. The boy could be heard setting on the video. I need some friends, like, really bad. And they carried on, it's like, I'm just reading from the article from USA Today. Um, they... Since everything went viral, he, well, it says here the kid uh, came out that this kid, I'm not going to put his name because he's a a minor, uh, but according to the USA Today article, uh, he's gone under, undergone a series of diagnoses, including autism, uh, oppressional defiant disorder, bipolar disorder, attention HD, HDHD, uh, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and others. Uh, this is coming from his mom. So a lot of people set up a GoFundMe for this kid in regards to uh, him for a college fund. So he, if he wants that, him and the family want to go to like Disneyland or something like that, they have the funds to do it because to, today's day and age. Uh, and from what the kid has stated, that he wants to pretty much donate a bunch of this money for other folks, even though it's donating for him. Um, it says here, it's like uh, the pay, uh, uh, when he initially posted up the TikTok, people suggesting doing something for him. So he, uh, the guy who owns the ring camera, so he said uh, him and his wife set up GoFundMe, the page rate uh, raised over 37K for this kid to go towards whatever he wants, including a gaming setup, school clothes, amusement park tickets. I mean, he just wants the kid to have a good time and whatever they need to, to help him out. 
and it there was no malice no anything else just people wanting to show their support that he's not alone and just this heart filming tale and he met him it's this one there's a since his face is not shown i'll at least put it up here on video that's the owner of the uh the doorbell ring camera yeah. just giving the kid a hug you know just showing support no malice no nothing and uh, what a lot of folks have said again said this kid's brave you know hey he realized that he was in a uh, a bad spot with his former friends so he decided you know what i'm done with those folks i need new friends bad and so going door to door is that i'm putting myself out there for these new friendships so why not and so why not have a heartwarming tale yep we can do that every once in a while and loading submarines right or Canadian wildfires wildfire. <laughs> or memes of cruise ships using Nintendo DSs for their their steering wheels. Hey, uh, honestly, uh, at least it's Nintendo and not Logitech. <laughs> Either way, at least this time the boat, the the sea faring or ocean faring vessel is above water, not below. Oh, uh, wait. Don't give them any the ideas. Was... No. <laughs> no, my th- my brain went, it's like, wait a minute, the one that went underwater went to see a boat that pretty much got hit by or hit a iceberg. iceberg. <laughs> oh, there's sheer irony. And yet again, you can go to this Titanic museum and spend 30 bucks instead of a quarter million of dollars and not die. <laughs> So many tourist traps that are like that, but you gotta love some literal, literal tourist traps. No, <laughs> yeah, the world we live in, loves are the world we live in. Anyways, this is where we would support, you know, submit or put in our dramatic pause. To so whenever I get around to editing this one. Um, I can insert our audio intro, and yeah, so uh, where do you want to go next after the dramatic calls? Do you just want to rip the band aid off and be done with it, or what's band aid? The big band aid, or do you want to save it for the end? So, you might get more views if we wait until the end. Uh, let's yeah, let's wait, wait for the band aid. Do you want to? But do you want to talk about the SAG stuff or do you want to just do about... a brief update on SAG? I'll give us a re-intro, just on the off chance that we have new listeners looking for drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they know yeah. who what they're looking for and talking to. Uh folks out there, uh it this Pretty much uh, the SAG stri- strike started. Oh, well, hold on. Let me let me oh. introduce us properly. Oh, you know, we might have a new listener. I mean, we do have, and I've looked through all of my videos, but for the last, let me say about 10 or 15 videos that I've posted, 
there's always been two solid two dislikes on them. So we, we have some super fans that I think are just coming in and disliking anything that they can dislike. Uh, so on the off chance they haven't been formally introduced uh, or we're getting some new viewers, um, we'll do like a regular intro. So anyways, as you may have heard from our audio opening, you are presently listening to Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness. Starring yours truly, Sasha Constantine Monroe, Pennsylvania's most hated trans pan podcaster and YouTuber, as well as horror hostess, and immediately, you know, beside, well, not beside me, but several states over, I have uh, my good buddy, Christopher Lumser, uh, not only the Long Coat Mafia podcast, which if you're not listening to them, you really need to be listening to them. Um, yes, the internet's most hated. Oh, sorry. Uh, aka the internet's most hated mafia themed geek podcast, uh, known by many lazy people who do not wish to watch or listen to us. A manifesto for mass shooters, <laughs> and he's also collectively known as the Reverend Godfather. And on our show, we just call him the Martinsburg Madman because you got to be a madman to live in Martinsburg. Yeah, you got to have something wrong with you to live in Dirty Burke. That's okay. We can get a two by four, hit you across the head a few times. I think you'll fit in right naturally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of Beavis and Butthead, the newer ones where Butthead beats the crap out of him. So he sounds more old. Oh, my back. Oh, my shoulder. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> Oh, that that all 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 in all, that means I'm gonna have good good material when I see good old mutual friend of friend of ours, uh, Dan. This weekend, he's going to be at the library comic con. Like, who are you? Why are you here? Are they? Did they have to blackmail you to come here? <laughs> good old Dan knows. He's got a. Thank God, he's got a sense of humor. He'll go anywhere to, to, to sell his wares, even where he's yeah. not wanted. <laughs> right. Uh, we're not we're not knocking Dan at all. He, no, he's... no. He's a brilliant artist, a funny guy, a great writer. You know, he's just not mainstream, nor are we. No, nor are we. We're Z level, like Charlie Sheen, the insane calm posse. <laughs> That's but anyways, uh, for topics today, we got a few. Um, everybody's blabbing, of course, about Deadpool 3 because we've gotten all kinds of more set photos, the whole fight sequence with uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. So everybody's ecstatic to see that, which is kind of cool because like behind them, if you're paying close attention to the studio setup, is like a destroyed and damaged. 20th century Fox logo. Like, you know how when the movie would open up, you have that big giant statue, it's all crumbled and broken up in the background. So they're really going full bore with this being the 20th century Fox universe. Um, because it's already been stated that um, what's his name? The one Chris that plays uh Captain America. Uh Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans is back, but he ain't playing Captain America, he's playing uh Oh, what's his name from Fantastic Four? Human Torch. Yeah. 
So Tyler that should be for that. We got Wanda from the standard MCU, but she's not playing the main MCU version of Wanda. Uh, you got the chick who played Jean Grey in the X-Men movies showing up as like the cosmically powered um, Dark Phoenix. Um, rumor has it we might get one of my wishes, uh, Thomas Jane's Punisher. Please, please, please. Um, Doctor Doom from the original Fantastic Four movies may show up. Um, and then there's a couple other oddball ones that they've been talking about. I, I, I'm kind of hyped to see this. Um, you got Daredevil already confirmed with uh, Ben Affleck. And you have, what's her name for Electra? And we may, may get our Ian McKellen, uh, you know, good old um, Professor X. And we may get the other guy who did Professor X as the younger one, which would be kind of cool. Because the joke was already made in previous movies. We've already set it up. So That's, that's the thing, if, uh, if and when filming actually continues, because as of uh this recording uh the sag st strike started maybe six days ago less than six days yeah. ago and it's still going strong a lot of folks are like why should we uh hear the talk about millionaires complaining about millionaires because uh, some of those millionaires are billionaires and then you got somebody who's making a drop in the bucket it, it's yeah as I explained to somebody that the person that said that is that you don't get it. A lot of these so-called millionaires didn't that are big names, whether Jack Black's Jennifer Lawrence, Keanu Reeves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, started out Brian Cranston. They all started out doing commercials mm -hmm. and bit parts and small roles and extras. So you don't know, who is going to be the next big name yeah. five, 10, 15 years down the road? That's number one. Number two, if you're paying attention, what the these big studios want to do is get this extra or this background player, which they can do to a big, if they're going to do it to an extra, they could do it to a big name star. Meaning if Jack Black, is uh has a daily rate meaning let's say his daily rate is twenty five thousand dollars just to show up for the day for a cameo in a movie what any studio can do because they said this in regards to background players they could go in scan that person pay them for one day and immediately use their image indefinitely indefinitely and never pay that person again never pay that person again so that person in essence could become the next brian cranston uh jennifer lawrence or whomever and they're living in a uh, a trailer park in kentucky poor as hell as a waitress meanwhile that ai scanned image is doing all the acting for them for nothing and the studios are making more and more money and one of my examples was to this person was look at what she went through aside 
but I have a, a lot of respect for this former child actress, Jeanette McCurdy, and what she went through with everything. But if you read her book, which I uh, recommend folks getting and reading, uh, is that she started out as a child, you know, not just a child actress, but she started out in commercials, working mm -hmm. her way up. It wasn't until she landed a few gigs and got recognized by Nickelodeon that she, in essence, made it big time. Granted, right now she's probably making more money with the book than anything else. I have respect for her. Uh, and, you know, I understand she went through a lot of trauma and everything else. And if the book made her heal or helped her heal along with therapy and everything else, that is wonderful for her. Just that she's an example. You know, if, if it wasn't for those commercials, it wasn't for those bit parts, she would not have become a celebrity with iCarly and Sam and Cat. Same thing, again, could be said for anybody that is on te TV or anybody. Uh, look at uh, uh, the folks from Mad, like Mad TV and uh, in Living Color. We wouldn't have had Jim Carrey and, you know, the wonderful other cast. From, uh, who was in Django? He was a uh, a... In Living Color alum, mm -hmm. uh, Jay, uh, Jamie Fox, I think his name was. He was a, a, a Living Color alum. These were, in essence, no name comedian and actors doing this. And what, in, in essence, a studio like Fox, Disney, Sony, Warner Brothers will, will pay this unknown actor five hundred dollars for the day. Will make millions, billions, if not trillions, on for the rest of their career. This person, this image, can never age, never grow old. We can make this person look younger if this person. We need a, a part to you to be younger. We can make a person look older if we need an old older person. So, why the the only true actors that we would need is voice actors, and that's what. SAG is fighting for. And one other person in regards to the Writers Guild uh, has come up and it's like, oh, how dare you support, you know, the Writers Guild, you know, they're making 68K at the minimum a year. Yeah, it's California, not Tennessee or West Virginia, where 68K is a hell of a lot of money. It's upper middle class. 68K in California is like 68K in New York City. It, you're going to be the equivalent of 12,000 a year or less in those states. And uh, politics aside, whether it's because it's a, a blue state or not, whatever, it's still places where rent for a studio apartment can or smaller can be 2K a month, if not more. So, yeah, they're it fighting for living anymore. Yeah, and not to mention there was the uh, TikTok that went viral again of someone who starred in the in Orange Is the New Black of her royalties from overseas and the the envelope or the letter she shared or the Recent. video that uh, it no uh, um, the whole total was twenty seven dollars and change but when you look 
stilled it, some were three cents, some were two cents, some were a penny, some were nothing at all. And this was not one page single space. This was like two or three pages single spaced from overseas. And she made $27 and change. And depending on where you're living, that isn't even gas money. Exactly. And that's what's going on. I mean, right now, the Actors Guild has joined in. Um, so a lot of big productions, possibly Deadpool 3. I haven't heard anything yet. Deadpool uh, 3 has uh, gr- grinded to a, uh, a stop. A lot of... Uh, Young Spider-Verse has... has definitely been stopped. So for those of you who were expecting a March opening for uh, the most recent uh, films part two you're probably going to be waiting longer because it has already been announced by Sony that they had that delayed indefinitely until whatever resolution is reached. And let me put it like this, all you freaks and geeks out there, and I say that with kindness, for the most part, your favorite conventions out there, your pop culture, your comic cons that will have a celebrity guest, I want to say a good eight if not nine out of ten of these conventions those celebrities will show up because the what sag has put out is uh as the the actors or actresses that are sag members are allowed to go to these events as long as they're not promoting any current production meaning let's take uh i don't know how it might translate to let's say jack black and super mario brothers uh movie but if so, if it's something like they did in the past like Gigi, uh i'm pr- probably mispronouncing uh her name Gigi edgley she played uh, a character uh on farsky she could go to any convention representing that character she's not promoting farscape she's known for that character Right. Or they take just out can't take, anything that's an active production at the moment. Right, right. And a lot of folks have that are in support, like uh TikToker, props to history. He from what I've heard, he's a full supporter of the SGA and the Writers Guild strike. He put out on his TikTok that he was offered four thousand dollars a week to be a scab. And yep. What SAG and the Writers Guild both have come out and said, saying, if you are a scab, you cannot be ever, ever be a member of the Writers Guild or SAG, ever, because you're a scab. You can't. So I can stop you from being in a lot of productions, and a lot of people don't realize that. But for the most part, it right now, if someone like Mark Byrne, Wesley, uh, or you know, they still got play. Wesley. Careful though. Uh, I'm it's sure they 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 have dog. to. I'm just saying, uh, if they yes, they have to play it careful, uh, or word it that this is not a union job or anything like that. They have to word things very carefully in their productions. But I'm just using folks like them. Nothing against Mark Byrne, uh, David like. Uh, EPG films or or them, but they use a lot of local act folks like you and me in their productions. 
So that's nothing wrong with that. You still have the independent creators, but even they might have to watch themselves in regards to being hit up in regards to these major productions and major companies, whether it be Netflix, Disney, Hulu, uh, Fox, HBO, because it could hurt their career in the long term because if they take the money and sign these contracts being a scab, they cannot be the next Steven Spielberg. They cannot be the next Jack Black or Keanu Reeves or uh, Jennifer Lawrence. They can't be that because they became a scab for content for these uh, big studio films. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, it has kind of ceased a lot of productions. Um, So uh, one of the biggest takeaways, and this is something I always want to point out to people when these strikes happen, um, don't take it out on the actors and actresses because your favorite production isn't getting a new episode or there isn't a new movie being currently worked on. Uh, that's the reason why they're on strike. So they can get their better working conditions. They can get the pay that they're asking for. And it's it's nothing to be mad at them about. Um, and a lot of these, again, a lot of these big celebrities are not fighting just for better royalties and all that. They're fighting it for the little, uh, the smaller folk, the the up-and-comers. They're doing it for right. them because they have the loudest voice. And not to mention, there has been numerous reports if, that have come out for productions on, uh, for Netflix, sometimes maybe even, maybe even Disney Plus and other streaming services where the workday for the, crew is not 10 hours it's not 12 hours it's 18 hours a day seven days a week if not longer and these men and women or whatever they wish to identify as to be fair that is harmful for their physical selves and possibly their mental selves because some of these folks might want to see their kids their families their partners and they're not getting a chance to do that. If they do get a chance to go home, they are so exa- exhausted, they collapse and only to wake up maybe an hour or two later to go back and do it again. So it's only going to hurt in the short term. And there are even the folks at the Writers Guild have said, we have safety nets in place to help us. I'm sure SAG has the same type of safety nets. Yes, it's a troublesome. Yes, you're going to see scabs. It's not going to be the same content out there. Folks, look at the smaller creators. YouTube, smaller creators is a a thing. Rumble is a thing. Twitch and Kick are a thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, also, if you really want to voice your angry opinions, go to them studio execs that are making billions and lounging around on their yacht. Hit them up. Hit the studios studios up. Don't get mad at the actor or the writer who's not producing for the show right now or the movie. Hit up the studio behind it. And say, hey, make sure these guys get fair pay because we're not going to watch anything you guys put out until that's taken care of. And if you need entertainment in the interim, Chris is 100% correct. This is a great time for small creators. This is a great time for small-time YouTubers, podcasters, um, content creators. You know, you're you're not really going against the union unless you are part of the union now. 
Um, but even then, you know, you're self-creating, you're self-promoting, you're self-doing this on your own. Um, make your brand. And it's not just, yeah, going to YouTube, Rumble, Kick, and Twitch. Visit your local uh, pop culture or comic cons because sometimes a or even your local horror cons or, or your, your local, local community theater you know a lot yeah. of local community theaters do stuff um if, if you really want to help support writers and things of that nature i know a few and granted they're they're not movies that are actively in production they're movies that have already been done um but my good buddy john paul check it uh, out of carlisle pa once a month because he writes for horror magazines like Scream and a couple other ones that are out there. Um, not only that, but he's also a psychologist. Um, he has this thing called Terror Time and Talk up at uh, Miss Ruth's in Carlisle. And I try to go when I can. And it's always got this very lively, you know, talk at the beginning where he literally crafts a scenario, you know, basically talks about the film in detail. And it's not just facts, but psychological aspects of it and why this film is a good example of a horror film now. Like we watched um, the original The Strangers uh, this past Saturday, and, and that was a blast um, because we all talked about it because it's a film that was hated when it first came out. But now it's absolutely loved and adored because it's it's very nihilistic. And, you know, John Paul gets into the nuts and bolts of that from a psychological aspect as well as from an audience aspect and things that you wouldn't even consider, you know, when you're watching it for the first time. He'll bring that up so you'll have a perspective to look at at the end. Um, and so check out stuff like that. Hit up your local community theaters. Um, I'm quite sure you have a local community theater you can go to. If you haven't been to your community theater, maybe it's time um libraries are still a thing you know um and like, again, like, I, like i stated right now we have a library comic-con happening here in martinsburg there's library comic-cons and pop culture shows happening throughout america and the reason why i brought up pop culture shows or local horror shows or local uh independent show um pop culture things is because sometimes independent filmmakers do have booths at these events and you yeah you're gonna for every one or two or three stuff that's not up to par you're gonna have five or six that are diamonds in the rough and they're there you just have to show them support you have to uh take a chance on them and good chance that is where are you going to find the nicest folks, the nicest producers, and they're going to be the most grateful motherfuckers on the planet for the most part. It, and a lot of them are free, you know, some, so there's some of them that you can go to for super free. Some of them you can go to for super cheap, like um, Retro Pop and Comic Con that's going to be up in Harrisburg in August. I know I'm going to be there. I know Lumser's going to be there because we're kidnapping your ass. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, they, they always get decent guests. And yes, if you do spend a lot of money on a con ticket, just know the more money that you spend, the bigger names you're going to get to meet and interact with. But honestly, I like the smaller free ones and the cheap ones like Retro Pop and Comic-Con, uh, simply because, you know, Four State Comic-Con in and of itself is homegrown and there's a lot of local youtubers cosplayers 
filmmakers, podcasters, the works that are there. Um, like Camp Nightmare was at the most recent one. I got to know those guys. They're really cool, laid back bunch of guys. Um, so yeah, check them out. Go out, see this type of stuff. Go take in a local show. If you got a mom and pop theater that runs second or third run movies, go and watch it. I just watched Jaws again recently over at Parallel Theater because all weekend long they were playing it. Um, there are some films that you just have to see in 35 millimeter. Some of the drive-ins out there are doing revivals. If you're familiar with the Mahoning upstate PA, you got turtles coming up. Um, I want to say turtles is this weekend, which would be the weekend of the 21st on Saturday. Um, you get to see both turtles movies. They have, I want to say, three of the suit voice actors present. Um, and plus an artist with an exclusive poster who has done comic art for the turtle comics for ages. So I would say, hey, check that type of stuff out. You'd be surprised what you can find in your own backyard or within reasonable uh, driving distance. Speaking of Mahoney, drive-in theater, granted, I used to live in that area. So uh, please do not hold that against me, folks. But but they recently had a trauma festival there, too. And I know... Mm -hmm. Trauma was up there a, a couple, I want to say a week or two ago or a few weeks ago, depending on when that was official. Uh, I just remember seeing. Um, They've been kicked off YouTube. Uh, yeah, they got taken off of YouTube. Uh, I just remember seeing uh, Lloyd Coffin's, you know, uh, posting up, not just about him, the trauma being taken off YouTube, just that them at Mahoning for a trauma movie festival thing there. So just wanted to bring it up. And one of these days, I will meet him again before he passes, and I'll get my final countdown poster signed. So, <laughs> sounds like a plan. But since we were kind of lightly on the topic of Marvel and discussing um, Deadpool, um, then we also kind of touched on how Beyond Spider-Verse is delayed because of the writer's strike. Um, another thing that's going on big, um, kind of semi-related to the MCU um, good old Chris Hemsworth is actually going to be showing up in the next Transformers movie. And I know a lot of people were like, well, Rise of the Beasts didn't do all that well. And no, it, it didn't, um, but it wasn't unsuccessful. But basically Hasbro, and I believe it's Paramount, are wanting to dive more into the origins of certain characters. Um, so they're going to do a younger Optimus Prime story. I'm hoping it kind of focuses on some of the old IDW comics. So that would be kind of cool. Um, but Chris Hemsworth is going to do the voice of young Prime. Because you got to figure Peter Cullen is pushing, what, 90 now? And he has done that voice since 84. That is a long history for someone of his age. Um and don't get me wrong, um, the guy who's in Resident Alien and also Tucker and Dale, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, but uh, he has done like Optimus's voice in um, Earthspark, and he's spot on. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but it's not the original. Some of these original voice actors aren't going to be with us forever. And so it's nice to see that they're introducing younger versions of the character and trying to get more people into the role. And I think you know, it's going to be an interesting flick um, because basically, you know, having a younger Prime and if they focus on the IDW story, you could probably see how Prime and Megatron were once friends. And 
that basically the Decepticon philosophy is the same as of the as the Autobots when it came to the Cybertronian Senate. But Megatron was the extremist. Optimus was more the uh, diplomat. And so that could be really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it because Transformers and ooh, Chris Hemsworth, but that's just me. Yeah, uh, you're going to have a lot of fans like, well, it's not the original voice actor, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, uh, if you go by the uh, at least original cartoon, Prime was not the Optimus was not the Optimus we know him even the original cartoon he was a completely different person he got injured and he got rebuilt and redone and became Prime so the legendary Prime that we all know and love by so, Alpha Tryon credit where credit's due right, <laughs> I, I just <laughs> but it'd be nice to see that history um because clearly, or, you know, I'm not a nerd or anything when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> but it'd be nice to see if Chris Hem depends on what version or how they write the script and how they take the story. If they're going that route, yeah, Chris Hemsworth fits. And when he finally becomes the optimist that we all know and love, have their original voice come in as a cameo to do that, that rough voice or still use Chris Hemsworth, but, and folks could uh, explain or write off is the reason why Optimus now sounds so gruff, so wise is because he had all these uh, years, centuries, eons of fighting and warring with the Decepticons that he sounds well, he so- he started rough. out as, at least in the IDW comics, he was kind of a data clerk for the law enforcement of Cybertron. And that's what kind of led to him becoming Prime. Um, because he started to see that there was a lot of corruption in the Senate. Because uh, like a lot of the Transformers that only have one eye, um, a lot of people don't realize this, but they get a whole head transplant when you're punished and you go through the criminal system. And he noticed that a lot of people that were opposing Senate and opposing some of their views were getting locked up and getting that surgery to become the one-eyed freaks. And that's how you wound up with uh, characters such as like Shockwave. Um, say the helicopter guy with the one eye out with skids on the Autobot side, I, I think. I could be wrong. I know somebody screeching at me. Um, but... Yeah, and so that's why a lot of Transformers, you'll see they only have that monocle kind of eye thing going on with their heads because it was like a very corrupt surgery. They would give them hooks for hands and one eye, and that was it. Um, but I hope that with this story that it kind of dovetails with like a Megatron origin because if they were to make a Megatron origin movie, that would be like the perfect time. Release the Prime one and then do the Megatron but make sure you show bits and pieces of Megatron in it so you can see the rise of him being a minor on K-On and the Senate being more or less, uh, no, you guys don't deserve, even though you're mining all the energon, you don't deserve but barely 1% of everything you mine. Um, so there's a whole rebellion over that. And of course, Megatron got locked up and forced into gladiatorial combat. And from that, he slowly started to recruit people to his side to kind of oppose the Senate and their corruption. 
and you can kind of see why he became what he became. And I think, in my opinion, that would make the best story. If you get a chance, find the comic books from IDW. It's it's intense. Yes, I'm a dork. Get over it. <laughs> so with that, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think it's a good idea, like doing a, an Origins kind of thing? I think it could be a good idea. I'll, again, I'll wait for the trailer. I'll wait for what comes out eventually. Uh, whenever that might be and because right now yes it's just a good idea but it all depends on a writer's strike not just so much the writer's strike but how the studios take it how the writers want to take it how the director wants to take it because you have though because a writer could have one view the director could have a different view and the studios have completely different view not to mention has bros involved so you're going to have a fourth view in regards to this and they could all pretty much fuck shit up in regards to the end and whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing it we won't know until it actually either comes out or we see more to develop uh, so i'm going to hold my opinion other than i'm interested to see what comes out because I don't know. And without all the information other than we're, we're trying to tap Chris Hemsworth for this. And we have this idea. Oh no, He's already confirmed. I'm just saying we tapped Chris Hemsworth for this and we just have to get everything else finalized. Now, how many times, Sasha, how many times have we heard? Yes. We, uh, this actor or actress is confirmed for this project. And then you don't see him. And it's like, Three years later, four years later, the movie never comes out or, you know, or we could have a whole aspect of uh, a Batwoman scenario where everything's pretty much filmed and done. And it's pretty much, oh, we're just going to put this right back on the nice little shelf and no one's so going to see it Warner ever. Brothers is going to drop Batgirl. It's it's going to happen. There there is no Anzus or but there. It's it's going to happen. But who knows? But it, it's not the first time. Admit that. No. It's not the first time the series have done that shit. But that's so, the point. I'm going to have to wait. And again, everything we talk about here you got to figure again that writer's strike and things of that nature uh are going to cause things to go a little astray and one of the other projects that's kind of caught my eye and i know you kind of caught the wind a little bit of it but disney has already you know basically announced a live action director uh a director for the upcoming kitty show to a movie so if you remember the good old disney afternoons uh this was one of the more adult ones um kenneth brownow 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 i i don't know how to say his name but he's going to be directing Gargoyles when they do the live action adaptation of that. And that's been announced. I think Kenneth is a good fit because Kenneth did the Thor adaptation. And I'm going to be honest with you when it comes to doing uh, a Gargoyles interpretation to live action, you want to get somebody with kind of like a Shakespearean background doing the whole thing with that show because at the end of the day there is a lot of shakespeare that drops in like fuck's a major character as the seasons went on 
um, and even Demona or Desdemona, if you're familiar with reading a lot of Shakespeare, um, dips into that a little bit. Uh, so as a result, it's going to be intriguing because um, Kenneth Brownell is a good choice. Now, nothing on casting, but yeah, if I was going to pick anybody to direct it, it would be him. Uh, so it, you might have a good director. It's just again, casting, how things fall, how the writers want to handle things. Because again, you could have a wonderful director. You could have a great cast. But if you have writers that don't give a shit about the lore, the anything else, yeah you're gonna have you might have a great cast you might have a great director but you're still going to have a turd of a project and as the saying goes you could polish a turd but you're still going to have a polished you still have a turd just that it's polished so and there's been many now, times what's I've, name still young enough or looks young enough to to, to play the role of uh locious fat uh fox because if so that would be awesome uh, the guy from Star Trek: The Next Generation, um, number one. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. If that if they're doing it, they enough. could they could dye his hair, but they could or they can make the uh, Fox an older, rich person. Either way, they could do it. the The whole thing was done so well. The original cartoon. It's probably on Disney Plus. Gargoyles. Yes. If they didn't remove it, but. And folks, if and you have got it. a continuation that um recently that's in comics, I, I think it's Boom who's doing it, and it basically skips that really stupid last season and throws that out the window and picks it up from the season before that. And it's got a real good through line. So if you're reading comics or you're into comics, that's one to look forward to. Um, so I think it's Boom Studio, I might be wrong, but still, the original, uh, you have to figure out. Uh, what uh gargoyles came out when 90s the early 90s early mid 90s yeah you have to figure folks that during this time you had gargoyles and the x-men come out and these two cartoons were really good and real for their time really strong cartoons that hit hard hit hard topics hit a i mean for what they were they took things to a whole whole new level where granted animaniacs tiny tunes uh ducktails were on a level somehow somehow gargoyles and x-men were somehow a step higher they were on a completely different level so that's just one fellow's oh, yeah. opinion and all I know is, is when it comes to casting Goliath, I don't care who you have in the rubber suit, but Keith David had better do the voice again. Because Keith David oh. has that right timbre and tone. And yes, that is the same Keith David that played Childs in The Thing. And the same Keith David that plays the president in Rick and Morty. Yep. And, and he's, he's, a chill, he's a chill dude, too. He's a yeah. chill dude, too. I don't understand. He's really cool. Even though he always plays like these intense um, characters. Uh, so since we talked about like remakes, more or less, you know, or even an adaptation, which would be more of 
a more fitting stuff. Um, you'd mentioned the other day that they're talking about doing a Return of the Living Dead um, reboot, yeah. uh, but they're going to build off the existing franchise. Did you find anything more about that? Uh, I was while well, you were uh, going on your hashtag rant. Uh, <laughs> I was looking over the article. Other than uh, there's a point uh, article. Don't reload uh that i picked up it's like how it's like they where was that line they were talking it's like oh our reboot of return of the living dead will expand the existing world created by the original five films like my thought is how the 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 original the, five so they're including the those last two Grave to the grave. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're in Necropolis and Cradle to the Grave. They're including those two. Other than the barrel that had the gas and the the zombies in it, the barrel. That's the only connective stuff that was at least in the first three movies. Well, the first Other two had that, a lot of the same actors and actresses in it, if you recall. Yeah, the first the two had the same in the first one. Yeah. The the first the first two movies had pretty much the same two guys in it that get gassed. But other than that, they had no the two guys and the barrel that says if found, call the army at one eight hundred, you know, whatever it was. But beyond that, there was no connection between the first and the second film. And there was no connection between the first, second to the third other than the barrel that had the 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 gas or the gas with the zombie in it that's it that's it how do you ex- what universe there was no universe to begin with that's my question just that right someone it's kind uh, of like decided- the leprechaun movies there's no real franchise except for the first one and um leprechaun returns when that yeah, it's like the eighth. It's like the eighth one, and which I kind of uh, lied, uh, liked because of the line in it saying, you know, it kind of explains why the leprechaun looks different. It's like mm-hmm. I've been trapped in that well so long, I changed, or I think it was something along those lines. Um, so, other than that, they do not have a kink of tissue. Uh, but it, 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 what overall, or it's like trying to connect together with the Halloween franchise, which the main timeline has been fractured so many times, it's kind of hard to interweave everything. So it's like, where, what are you using in regards to this? Are you using the, the same TVA, movie? clean up Halloween. <laughs> but it's like, what are you using? What expanding what lore? Uh, these barrels fell off the back of a truck, army truck and transport, and one breaks over open and causing causes a zombie apocalypse. Are you continuing it the from? Only thing I could see them do with this, in all honesty, if they want to create a universe or a franchise out of it properly, um, they're going to have to go back to the beginning. They're going to have to go back to the very beginning drawing board of the first film. And they'll have to do a remake, a straightforward remake, hopefully not a Gus Van Saint style one. 
what acts the nuclear ending acts it because you know blowing up um oh what's that place louis louisville blowing right. up louisville kentucky just with a nuke yeah i don't i don't see the military doing that um but everything else in that movie could stay the same where you learn all the basics and then they could splinter off from there because the second one was garbage i really loved the third one but you know stuart gordon was involved so that wasn't going to be fucked up because it's stuart gordon um and then of course four and five those movies were so bad i didn't realize that it had the same actors in four and five so yeah, if you want a reason to watch them again, watch them back to back, and you'll notice that it's the same actors playing completely different characters. I think the according to article four and five were filmed at roughly the same time as it is. Uh, so yeah, but they're playing different characters, and that's got to be confusing, you know. Um, I, I will say, out of both of those nightmarish ones, if I had to prefer one, and they're both garbage, it's like, do you prefer? the hot sitting in the sun for seven days garbage or this cold garbage that's been exposed for the last three days i will say before if there's comments in the towel section down below yes the same two actors in the first were in the second movie and the second movie acknowledges the in essence the first movie by yes. saying because the two uh characters say i feel like we've been through this before and it's treated as a joke so mm -hmm. they know it, it it's a joke it's acknowledged so it's done wonderfully it, it's there like the first for one that is, is a dark comedy and the second one is a horror franchise uh, is a horror satire of the film that came before it Right. You know, it'd be like the whole thing with Scream, except then you have um scary movie immediately follow it. It's not the same universe. They're just making fun of the first film. But regardless, like if I had to choose one of the latter two entries, like Rave to the Grave is one of my better because A, we got to return a tar, tar Man. Yes, it's shitty Tar Man, but it's still Tar Man. And two, just the whole concept that um, the Triox in 345 can be used as a psychotropic drug in a similar vein to ecstasy i just thought that was kind of an interesting way to distribute it and the people who become zombies are just those that have a bad interaction with the chemical i i enjoy i almost want to watch uh three tonight to go back to it because i somehow a part of me enjoys three as much as i enjoyed the first two i love three i love three three because it, it was a very interesting take is went very it was very different it was strictly zombie oriented you didn't expect much just you know it was the romeo there. cliche romeo and julia romeo cliche and julia. was a bit much but it worked it, it worked. worked it's a, it's heavy-handed it's heavy-handed. Right. It doesn't change her name much. It's just Julie. And it's like, seriously? Seriously? But regardless, it, it, it's worth watching. It's it's a good one. Um, I like one and three. Um, if they do do a straightforward remake, they really need to pay attention to what worked in the first movie. And I, the only problem I would see in creating a franchise is, is the nuclear ending. Um, 
And that's all I would have to say on that. You could still use concepts of missing barrels being elsewhere where they got delivered to the wrong place because, you know, typical government fuck up. Um, and that's actually and that could what got me. I watched the, uh, I think a few weeks ago, I rewatched uh, three, uh, not three, the, the first uh, return. And that's what always got me with the endings. It's like, I think it was just a cheap way of, yeah, we burnt like, throw back to early in the film that they uh burnt the body or you know turned the body to ash and it went up in as a cloud and yeah. everything rained down it, it they did that as a way to kind of spread everything across the uh that the army fucked up things even worse by doing the nuke putting everything into the air and it just spread across the you know United States so to speak so, or they could do but something yeah. different, or they don't have yeah. to do the nuclear option. They could just drop like napalm in, or in regards to napalm in regards to destroy something. And but again, destroying a big of, city like Louisville just it just doesn't seem right. They, they would definitely have a, a quarantine and a, a, a containment line, and they would either hope for the problem to burn out on its own, or they would send in the squads to clean. Like, hey, there you go. There's your second movie. It's the Resident Evil 2 and 3 that we wish we got on screen. <laughs> yeah, I figure it the the in the original film, no matter what you did, you couldn't really kill them. So it was against the norm of norm of shoot them in the head or bash them in the head and they drop down. But it so was it the was, first instance of brain eating, and a lot of people right. don't realize. Yep. So, so props where props is due. This is good considering the fact that it was originally a script for a sequel to Night of the Living Dead because it was written by Dan O'Bannon. And um, I can't think of the other guy. They even had a novelization for it, which is completely different than the movie. It's more based on Dan O'Bannon and the other guy's original treatment. It's on the top of my head, but it's one of the other guys that have been running Mary Hobb with the Night of the Living Dead franchise name for the longest time. Like he made Children of the Dead. And that was a horrible movie. Yes, Tom Savini's in it, so mad props, but everything else with that film is just trash. I didn't like the remakes of uh, the first remake of Night of the Living Dead was okay. But the remakes after, despite who was part of them, uh, actors aside, they weren't that good. They weren't that good. Um so anyways, since we're on the topic of movies and everything else of that nature, um, obviously um, Nintendo and Illumination after the success of Super Mario Bros. is basically going to be doing further Nintendo movies, um, which is nice. They already have one planned for Luigi, which I hope isn't the sequel to Super Mario Brothers, but it's a standalone thing. I, I, as, as weird as it sounds, I'd love for them to do a Luigi's Mansion movie where he's busy looking around for his brother, which would be kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, they have Zelda on the docket as a computer animated movie. And out of the two, the one that I don't have the most faith in is Legend of Zelda, simply because every time we give Link a voice, it becomes a problem. Because the, the people who have enjoyed the games, they're taken out of it. Because when you play the game, you're Link. 
and yeah, giving Link a voice in, in any sort of media, be it a cartoon, live action movie, or computer animated, which is what Illumination would do. You know, it's just going to make a lot of us 80s kids feel the okay princess thing, you know, or uh, excuse me, princess. Princess, yes, and it does get you have it. And the the thing is, you know, damn well, us 80s kids are going to be pissed if that's not in there. Are you going to have a bunch of what 90 as a joke? Uh, you're gonna have a bunch of what 90s kids or millennial uh, 90s kids wanting something in regards to, oh, hey, listen, hey, listen, type of ordeal. They're gonna want that in there. Uh, it just depends on what story they crib from. Um, personally, and granted, I know this is a much debated topic, but if it were me, the only perfect Legend of Zelda game is Link to the Past. Tell you the truth, as a geek and a nerd, I would love original production art from the the Zelda series. So I, I would love to have that. It, it'd, it'd be one of those things on the ranks of costing me as much money as I shelled out for my Thundercat cells, but I, I'd love to have it. Uh, and meaning, uh, folks at home, when I shelled out for the Thundercat cells uh, many years ago, I, I got two of them. And it cost me about $300 a piece. And that's when the cell market for sales was starting to hit a low. And mm-hmm. I got it at the right, at the right time. Uh, but those particular sales at prior to that were going up to upwards to $600 a cell for the character I want. And that was Chichara. And, but now getting those Legend of Zelda show um, sales from the show or production art from the show will probably cost me about that much um but for the moment i am happy to have um both a mario and a luigi cell from the original cartoon one of the original cartoons and the mario cell is sadly it's not signed by captain lou albano but it was signed by the current voice of mario i think his name is what charles um, yeah charles martinet Charles Martinet. So because he was at Awesome Con many years ago, and I figured, you know, why not have a cell of Mario signed by the voice of Mario? So but the only takeaway I can say is Illumination. If you're going to do a Legend of Zelda movie, it's gotta be serious. We 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 can't have the funny like from Minions or from the Super Mario Bros. movie. It has to be handled seriously. Um you could have a few jokes. You could have a few jokes in it, in those yeah. nods for the fans. But you, it has to be like Sasha said, serious. It has to be taken seriously. Mario doesn't really have to be t- taken seriously, uh, or minions has to take seriously. Um, you could do something. Who's um, Illumination a part of? Who, who's their main studio? Is it Warner Brothers um, or I think Sony? So. It's not Sony. Who, who's their main studio? I can't think of the name of it. I, I can't remember exactly. It has to be Paramount because Paramount actually has been distributing a lot of their pictures. Uh, so who owns uh, Ghostbusters? Is that 
That's is that Paramount Columbia. as well? That's, That's what? Columbia slash Sony. Columbia. Um, but still, they could take the example of Ghostbusters where it's a serious, even afterlife, where it has humor to it, but overall it is serious. It is, yep. I wouldn't say dark, but it has a serious tone in it. Just some humorous aspects to it. Like but you could one uh, of the biggest things I would say is 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 if you want the kid friendly ones, you have plenty of Nintendo franchises that are kid friendly. I could easily see an Illumination Kirby. You know, it's a character that doesn't speak much and likes to eat a lot of things. It's pretty much just rebranding a minion and turning it into a Nintendo property. You know, that's for, fine. When it comes to things for Zelda, like Zelda and Metroid. Zelda has Zelda has to be at minimum a teen movie a pg-13 and almost a hard pg-13 mid to hard pg-13 or even just a general pg for like just adventure and you know something of that like in Um, regards to the whole hey listen aspect uh link could be on his way from one point to another or go through a town and they, he could pass somebody that is doing business, and that's that little fairy going, telling that that merchant, that you know, uh, citizen, hey, listen, hey, listen, sort of thing. That way, it's a nod to the game. It's an Easter egg, kind of like what a lot of the Mario stuff did, and it's not in the forefront. It's not constant annoyance, and still. Or they could, again, Link could pass by somebody. And because a lot of times uh, when someone is a in a partner relationship, they might consider their partner their princess. So you could have Link could again pass somebody. And over here in the background, you hear that partner going, Well, excuse me, princess. And it's again, it's a nod to the cartoon and the 80s fans will get it even if the that those two people that are in interacting with that line look similar to how the cartoon had it that way it's a double nod and a double easter egg yet it has no impact or relationship to the current movie at hand and it's just for the fans it's just for the fans you could easily make a, a, a Donkey Kong Country movie. That would be, we've already established Donkey Kong in like the film series here thus far. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to the more harder Nintendo brands, you're, you're either going to have to take it a little bit more serious or hand it off to somebody else. So I'm going to be honest with you, I would be severely disappointed to see a Metroid computer animated movie. It better be live action. And it better be as close to pushing an R as you can. Or, heaven forbid, they dig deep enough into their franchises and make an Eternal Darkness movie, then get at your girl. I can tell you how to do that and write it. I'm not on you. (laughs) Or, if you really want to go with it, and Illumination, if you want to go down, down that road and you want, and Nintendo allows it, and you want to go through that whole self war aspect, do Captain N. Do Captain N. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly see them if they do finally do, because I'm thinking this is why Illumination is trying to do as many Nintendo brands as possible, because they want to do a Smash Brothers movie. 
And that would be a great gateway drug into Smash Brothers. You could just have Captain N show up in the background, kind of like what they did with Dungeons and Dragons and the cartoon characters show up in like that weird challenge maze thing that they have to go through. Um, it would be a neat little cameo just to, to see Captain N chilling in the waiting room, you know, for the next bout. Or what's his name? Oh, from the Nintendo Power. Um, no, he had that bow, let, let, yeah, he had the bow tie or something like that. Nestor, the character with Nestor. the weird hair named yeah. Nestor. Yeah. Bring Nestor back. Yeah, you, you had that cut. That's that, like uh, a forgotten little, memory right there. I just kind of hit the like, back of my almonds and was like, woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you yes, you know. They they could do it. They, they could do easily a Smash Brothers. They could do a Mario Kart movie. I mean, they've already kind of set up those elements, but when it comes to Zelda and Samus, and again, if they dig as deep as Eternal Darkness, and my, my sick, twisted heart hopes so, because a Nintendo-approved and published horror game came out on the GameCube, always excites me. And that game screws with you if you never got the opportunity to play with it. Like it'll make you think it's adjusting the volume on your TV because your insanity meter went extremely high because you're dealing with cosmic horror, like HP Lovecraft style, in a Nintendo game. <laughs> but yes, yes, indeed. So before we get to uh, the big topic of the evening, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I think we covered for the most of that, most of it. So, okay. anything else we can save for another episode? Yeah. So, so, since it's the closing element of the night, some Blobfest updates. All um, right. Basically, basically, as you may or may not know, Blobfest was this past weekend, which was the 14th, 15th, 16th, respectively. Um, so the stage show was real interesting because I know I have a lot of friends and fans that went hoping to see me there. But when you have your tickets completely canceled and refunded outside of, you know, outside of your own control of doing so, kind of staples you from doing that. Um, but when they did the stage show in the run out, um, and I understand they had to make changes like very last minute to it, um, they still announced like, Miss Blobfest, but all they did was is crown um, the 2020 and 2021 Miss Blobfest um, that had been part of the Blobfest at home due to COVID. And so they physically gave them crowns. And of course, that calls a lot of people to pause and go, wait, why did they even have a competition? Because there was five public entrants and that we know for a fact that one of them, Jenny Kopcho, was chosen as a finalist. They didn't even bother bringing up her name. And to add to that, we all knew that they were leaning toward Heidi App. And a lot of people go, why, why did they do that? And I have a theory, and keep in mind, it's just a theory, a Sasha theory. Um, but they knew if they would have announced Heidi App, it would have brought people back to me. And then it would have brought some attention to, well, if your guys already had Heidi App picked out since last year, since she did that You Bet Your Life episode in October, why did you have a competition? In fact, people are already asking that. You know, why did you have a competition if you're just going to recrown the 2020 and the 2021 winners 
when they've already received crowns and we're just crowning them for shits and giggles. And it, it's just such a bad look. Um, so obviously the event still went on despite them well, claiming and canceling a bunch me, of stuff on Facebook. Let me and say this. It, it's From, weird. Yes, it's, I agree. It's weird. Uh, the information I got uh, was that because the event, it had that particular event in the event was canceled and is canceled uh, according to a lot of sources permanently um, some of which uh, of those sources are completely blaming saucer for this mm-hmm. are saying that the reason why they gave those two winners past winners a crown was because it was a virtual crown for the those two years and they wanted to give them something more physical it being the in essence the what can be considered a last hurrah right that as uh but my argument to that would be because 2022 was when everything went back to normal you could still attend there was still a masking mandate and things of that nature in effect seating was minimized they could have done that at the 2022 events. They chose not to. And to me, that would have been the perfect time to do that would be since now we're having a physical event, let's do it in 2022. And what I find funny is, is that those people in 2022, when they actually had a physical event, already had physical crowns. So again, just very sus and then trying to keep things hush-hush because... Obviously, Blobfest doesn't want to release an official statement on it because they know it's going to come back to those DMs that they sent me, which were sus as hell. And they know it's going to come back to the email that they sent me, which was also sus as hell. And then them suddenly going through their history and canceling out events, despite the fact that they still had them. And the fact that uh, I'm bringing this up to you or airing this or airing at least Sasha's side of this uh i've even though a lot of the attacks have been against sasha i'll say that which makes things a lot more sus does i'm saying this and in front of sasha herself so therefore i am opening up myself to critique from sasha let me say that right now does sasha have a reputation Yes, she does. And let me say this. A lot of folks have come to me. I'm not naming names. Have stated that, well. Probably guess who. (laughs) Yes. That uh, no one has pushed back uh, against Sasha without getting blocked. Guess what, motherfucker? You're looking at that one asshole. Exactly. Sasha, how many times have I pushed back against you? Yep. And usually, and several times, more than once. And that's why I, I consider you a very trusty advisor. So when things come up, you were one of the first people I reached out to and said, doesn't this seem a little odd and sus to you? And you were like, yeah, that does seem odd and sus. Considering, given the background, I did nothing but promote and positively speak not only about my competitors but also 
about the event and everything else up until I got those emails and DMs. And And the only thing I did once I got those emails and DMs was basically just repost exactly what they said. And if there's a problem with what they said, that that's on them. Maybe they shouldn't and, have said that to me. And the thing is, I get I got the replies like, "Well, yeah, we need a video of it." Like, what's it go- in essence? If that person's watching, what's that a video going to prove? That you're showing me everything sewn together. It, it's you know. And my qu- uh, a question to hit that you've seen the screenshots again. I'm here. Sasha, I know you, you know, I'm putting myself open to be attacked by, attacked by Sasha. If you want to go that route, because a lot of folks have said Sasha will attack, uh, that, well, uh, she'll, she probably deleted or X, Y, and Z in regards to this. Yet the screenshots I have say something completely different. It doesn't matter if it was screen grab or a video it's different somebody is lying either sasha Mm -hmm. is lying or you are lying and And when the person gets that second message why do you have that second message that pay that second part of that message says x y and z that contradicts the top part somebody in order to say something like that means you either seen Sasha's post on Instagram, which I shared to him, Mm -hmm. or somebody shared them with you. And you replied several hours later. You did not state in any way, shape, or form calling out Sasha that what she had was different. You never said, Sasha, what, in essence, what the hell, what the fuck, you're lying. This guy you're is lying. I never said that. He's a troll. <laughs> he, you know, he's that. He even let me put it like this. Yes, if he watches, he's going or he made it this far in the damn video. He even came to me in regards to this. He started out, and this is a quote because he uh, we're not naming mm-hmm. names. So therefore, if he reports this video. YouTube, if you're watching, we never said his name. Never said his name. Though, I am going to read what he po- this person posted to me. Sasha knows what he posted to me. Mm-hmm. I never said his name. It's not harassment. But uh, some could say, hey, shoe fits, wear it. He put out. Also, I hope you realize your co-host is dragging you down a negative and completely unnecessary path. Let me put it like this. Dragging me down. Over the past two, three months, I've been putting up clips and full episodes of, or reposting the full episodes of this podcast, which is mostly Sasha. She's granted me permission to do the reposts and do the clips. I've had more views. And prior to me and Sasha teaming up, doing this crossover, I was in burnout. This is content. I've had more listens over the past month. Granted, for the past month, leading up to everything else. Due to the past month, I 
uploaded a lot of bonus anniversary retrospectives, but it was my anniversary month. So if you take that out, I still, where I went was going from maybe a post or two every three to four months to a weekly post. That means more more downloads and listens on a per weekly, daily weekly basis than I was over the past six, eight months. So dragging me down, where? How? When? When? But we only got and, two trolls. And the thing is, that means more listens, probably more subscribers. Granted, I haven't been posting that many uh, unboxings and events. That's due to my in income right now. This weekend, as stated, that uh, I'll be doing a walkthrough of the li current library of Comic-Con. Heck, when we had the Pride stuff in our area, uh, I think it was la uh, last month or the month before, I did that. I was completely neutral. Hey, hey, where did I put it? We got in our W package the other day. There is right now, as of this recording, because it's at currently 4.09 Eastern Standard, the video is live on my YouTube. I unbox, unbag this. There will be unboxings on this channel again from the Kickstarters I get in. And that's why the funds we get from Dubby, from our Patreon, if people sign up, enough people sign up. If we get funds in our tip chart, content, we do have goals set in mind for that. We will do more unboxings, go to more events. Uh, so therefore, bring me down. Due to these clips, they're being posted up. Our older unboxings are seeing more views. Whereas in the past, they were getting maybe five or six views. Now there, there are more people going to those videos than ever. And they're, keep, they're coming to my channel in regards to this. So bringing me down isn't happening. And the fact, let me put use your logic. Again, Sasha has a reputation. And if people are coming to my channel because they want to hate watch Sasha, the princess of darkness, you know what? Call, Sasha could call it the fact that I'm tokenizing Sasha. Fuck. Whatever. Say that. She's more than welcome to say I'm, talk, I'm tokenizing. Hey, it's bringing folks to the channel. And, and, it's, you're, uh, and, and you're not, and you're not tokenizing me. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be frank with you. The only reason a lot of people hate on me is because I, I've called out problems. The one person that you speak of a good bit, we're not naming any names. They're primarily upset because they decided to uh, work with an actor that was openly racist online. And I had no problem sharing his own words against him to the public. Because again, that's, that's my habit. If you're going to say some stupid shit, I'm going to string your rabbit and call you out on it. And if you think you're going to, I'm going to disappear, or you can block me or I'm not going to talk about it. You're full of shit because I'm going to show it. And the only place that these people go, oh, Sasha attacks people. No, no. I only attack people who, if you're going to drop racist and transphobic and crap at me, that is not cool and should not be accepted. Because most people think I should look the other way. And I'm not built that way. Because if I stay silent, I'm just as bad as the oppressor. 
Silence helps nobody. Silence. Let me put this. I, I think Sasha will, will probably disagree because it's almost apples and oranges, left and right, what have you. What Sasha does explain that she does is not the equivalent, but it can can be, can be compared to libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok pulls stuff that they find on from TikTok and reposts that. In essence, sharing light at, hey, look at this person saying this. And Libs of TikTok gets hate saying, how dare this person do this? All they did was, in essence, download, repost. So in essence, Libs of TikTok is using those those folks' words against them. Sasha is doing the equivalent or has been doing the equivalent, in essence, on the other side, for, for years. It's the same, pretty much the same damn thing. Slander. It's not harassment, because even for the legal standards of slander, slander yes, is something that's spoken. Um, libel is something that's written, but if it's your own words that are being used against you, the only person you're going to sue for slander, libel, harassment is yourself. And secondly, with harassment, libel, and anything of that nature, pursue it legally, because per the nature of the law, it would have to be a false claim. Every claim that I make, I have evidence, I have documentation, I have timestamps, and I have other people who have experienced this shit. And the thing is, when one of the things I posted up in regards to when I went out and con- contacted, heck, Sasha seen the screenshots. Again, she had the opportunity to call me out in regards to it because I sent that screenshot to Sasha that did they have the right to refund uh claim that it was harassment or bullying or so forth that was their right to do so their right to claim that because uh, it's I hard was to no point ever accused of it right but it was their right to say under our standards and our metrics that were we had behind the scenes this fits that qualification so therefore it's that fair whatever if you want to do that fine it, and we have the right, on at least on my end or end or Sasha's end, to release her side. Whether or not they want to contact me, provide me what else was said. Now, let me put it like this. Last year, you had this whole uh, drama between, heck, we covered it on my, my audio side in regards to the G4 drama and, and their channel and how one of their employees, who was a streamer, came out in regards to women in gaming and had this epic rant during one of the live streams here's what happened again i posted up in an update it's you can find it on podbean what happened was uh she came out and said oh if you want to interview me in regards to this this is who you need to contact this is my manager this is x y and z people with the qualifications that or standards she put forward went to contact that manager to get an interview with her. Turned out that was false information she gave out. And when folks did digging and found the correct information, I'll mm-hmm. put that his person's information out, the quartering. He said, we did inf- digging. We found this person's, this streamer's correct manager and so forth, contact info to go get an interview. He said, I was in contact with this manager for an interview with this person. They were all down. And all of a sudden, 
the day before the interview was set to happen that I would have released entirely on my YouTube channel. That manager contacted me via email saying, we can't do it. This person's getting a lot of DMs and stuff on Twitter regards to death threats. His response was, fine, Dandy, I'm sorry to see hear that. Could you please send me screenshots of those death threats so I could put them, do a video about them to conduct, not condone, to disavow people doing these death threats and call these people out. Yep. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Zip. Zero. Exactly. And, and in essence, in a way, I could say that and at least one person who I have not named at all in this uh, this podcast, whether it be audio or video, named that person. They know who they are if they watch. Has claimed like, oh, I'm by, I'm airing Sasha's side. Granted, I do not have the ability like Sasha to record a two, three hour podcast, but I'm down to record a half hour podcast or go through Skype. If they have Skype, Skype you could record and I'm able to probably save it on my computer. In nope. regards to post it up on my end, they could talk all about and verbally discuss it. But according to this person and other folks, both me, I'm I'm pretty much, according to this person and other pe people, Sasha's gaslighting me. Sasha's controlling me. Sasha's manipulating me. Sasha is X, Y, and Z. I'm being an idiot along with her. I'm being an asshole along with her. I'm being biased. Well, nobody else is contacting me. And I'm being accused of liar of saying, hey, this is what's being said out in the public. And this anytime, is what anytime you or I have asked for that counter productive evidence because i've always given mine they can't produce anything there is no evidence of that and it's like my social and, media and everything else is public and the thing is one of the things in regards to when i made reference to the other videos are private i was told well they were afraid of what sasha might tell them or bully them then this is what those behind the event should have said Put it up, and if that happens, send us screenshots. Yes. And as soon as those screenshots came in, they should have sent those screenshots with an email to Sasha saying, hey, we got these in. If you are actually doing this, stop. This is your first and only warning. I've never gotten a warning. Right, right. Or they could have said, hey, this is what we got in, not from this person. Here's the other screenshots from this other person for with in regards to this. No, we consider this. Her, I'm just saying, I'm just putting up this example for Sasha. We got this, this, and this from these people. These are the screenshots. We're considering this harassment and or bullying. So therefore, we're removing you from the event and the contest. Sasha never received anything like that. She just got her email, which she posted up on her Instagram, stating, the fact that, hey, due to not just one, multiple people from the blog mix, blog fest contest, and the costume contest, the event we're canceling this mix blog fest and we're refunding your tickets. 
to me, when you read that, it's not one person, Sasha. It is more than one person. And they're not Yet even the, accusing me of anything in that letter. They're just and the, the thing is, everybody is turning their head to one person and pointing at Sasha. Now they're pointing at me. I had no stake in this game. I'm just exactly. airing what Sasha has put up. Exactly. That's it. In public. I'm just airing what I was given in DMs and emails. And again, and to me, it's like, to me, it's like, just, just show your evidence. But they and let me put it like this. Let me just say this. Part. I know. I'm sorry. That I went on hashtag rant, Sasha. But for those of you that want to go for low hanging fruit. In regards to photos on my show's page, in regards to my show's name, and say how we could be associated with the folks from Columbine. Well, apparently your reading comprehension skills are freaking poor because my name is different, way different from theirs. And the fact that you went with something so low-hanging and you completely missed everything that I've put up saying we are the Internet's most hated Mafia themed geek podcast, you glossed over. Apparently, you have little arms and can't reach that high. Multi Rexes. So, at, at the end of the day, and, and this is the one thing that I want to really point out, and I think it's the one reason why the one hater just kind of disappeared because she literally made the quote because you got it before even I got it that. They're the first Miss Blobfest. And that doesn't mean anything anyways, because it's not a real or important thing anyhow. Also, this is the same person who more or less told me that even before last year when I entered, last year, mind you, that I was considered too adult and too controversial for their little festival. It's been nice to know they thought about it beforehand. Glad that somebody's telling me now. But that person, since, you know, we've used their own words against them, has suddenly dropped off and disappeared and good riddance. But their little lackey's still sticking around. And, and the thing of it is, is his comeuppance is coming soon enough. So keep it up. And the thing is, let me just say this. If someone came up to me and said, I'm Miss, heck, I'm Miss America or I'm Miss West Virginia or I'm Miss, you know, insert state here or country here. I'd be like, means nothing to me. How yep. does that affect me? You're nothing. You're exactly. nothing. But this is a person who literally admits that the title that they started and won um, is meaningless and says the whole thing. Um, kind of says everything. Kind of says and again. That I put it not a real I'll, competition, and clearly not when the winners are already pre-decided. I've. I think last episode or anything like, I think I forgot what, how far back goes that. I mentioned the name Tim Pool. Tim Pool lives in this area. I've seen, personally met Tim Pool. It was in passing. I was respectful. I treat mm-hmm. Tim Pool just like any motherfucker that comes into my nine to five, like anybody. Him being a famous podcaster means absolutely positively nothing. nothing. If he, he came in, started causing trouble. He gets tossed like everybody else. That's pure and simple. Same thing if a major celebrity walked into where I'm at, 
doesn't matter. You get if you cause trouble, you get tossed like everybody else. I'll treat you the same way. You treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. And when I met Tim Pool, I, I I respected him. It's like, hey, I respect what you put out. Doesn't mean I have I'm to agree with I'm what he here. said. Uh, I'm still here. I'm just moving over here. I might respect what Sasha does and puts out. Do I have to agree with Sasha puts out? No, not in the slightest. But I can respect what she does. I can respect what Sasha does I uh, or what Tim does or what anybody on the far right puts out. They're putting themselves out there for critique, review, and everything else. Doesn't mean I agree with everything they say. I can agree with their points or where they're coming from. Doesn't mean I agree fullheartedly. But same thing with Sasha. I could agree. I could disagree with her. That's that's the thing. If she and I'll say it right here to Sasha's face. If she blocks me, if anybody out like this person said, I don't want to block you or anything like that. I'll be. I'm no coward. I never call this person a coward. I'm just saying, if they want to block me, ain't skin off my, if Sasha wants to block me for something I said or disagreed with her about, hey, it's no skin off my pasty, white, fat, hairy ass. None. The only time that I ever block somebody, and we can have all kinds of disagreements in the world, and that's fine, but the moment that you resort to pure ignorance, like, for example, if you were to, uh, drop the T slur at me or the F slur at me or um, I don't know, uh, uh, accuse me of grooming and, uh, you know, CP. Um, yeah, I, I might take that a little salty. And for that, I'm not even going to argue with you because at that point, I, I know somebody is grasping at straws and just trying to elicit a negative response from me. And so it's just easier to block. It would be the same way if you went up to somebody that was Jewish and started dropping anti-Semitic slurs. Um, they're not going to take the time to try to educate you. It'd be like walking up to somebody who's African-American or of, of color and dropping racial slurs on them instead of trying to actually have an open and understanding dialogue. I mean, I get some people who want to bait me into rage, but there are just some things that I won't debate on and if you go drop that low-hanging fruit such as call me a groomer or accuse me of cp or anything of that nature or you know the big p of all uh i'm gonna block you because that's coming from stereotypes that's coming from nasty negative tropes um i'm not gonna tolerate it and that's why when some people get the block that's why they get the block because you're going to go after that and accuse me of stuff that's based on stereotypes that if you look through my history and took your time, you would know I don't do. But you're going for low-hanging fruit and you're trying to elicit a negative response so you can get a questionable quote from me. I'm not going to give you that power because at that point, our conversation is done. You're blocked. I, I, I'm not going to take the time to educate it. You know, it's, it's kind of like the examples I just gave, you know, if, if you were Jewish and somebody says something anti-Semitic to you, are you really going to try to take the time to educate that person? If you come from a, a, a different racial background, are you going to try to take that person who just dropped the hard N-word at you 
Um, I'm going to tell you now, I had a coworker a while back who somebody dropped the hard R on. And I went off on that person to defend them because they were a hard worker. And yeah, the guy not only dropped the hard work R again, but he also dropped the hard F in regards to me. And yeah, I, I took it to the next level when I reported it and it got taken care of. But the thing of it is, is there's certain things I won't tolerate in debate. And if you go to stereotypes and harmful tropes where it's made to elicit an intentional negative response from me or some actual vitriol, I'm not going to give you that pleasure. I'm just going to block your ass because A, if you're that ignorant to go to something that's a stereotype or something that's terrible about people like myself, I ain't got the energy to listen to you anymore. I don't have to because at some point you're not worth educating, you know, and Chris has never done that. Has he had slip ups? Yes. But we've talked it because that's how I'm built. The people who know me really actually know me. And like Chris will tell you, anytime that we've had a disagreement, we talk it out. We hash it out because there's a certain way of approaching me and accusing me of grooming or CP or anything of that nature. I'm not going to try to educate you because you're just being a stereotypical asshole. And I'm just going to block you because there's no point in it. And the thing is, uh, those type of people, what Sasha just talked about, and it's almost the same type of people that come up in regards to what I've said earlier in regards to my show. And they're the ones that want to, you know, just do that low hand. How dare you? You're associated with, you know, school shooters, mass shooters, so forth and so on. How can you be? One, you came at me completely wrong. That's number one. Like going We need that Sasha, clip with Christopher you know, Walken. You're coming at my man all wrong. Do it again, and I'll come at you with that with our hair curl. And, and 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 the thing, the thing is, you came at instead of inquiring me in regards to it and asking me in regards to politely and everything else. You're coming at me, especially the few folks that have come up with a a partner like they're there at the event with a date, uh, and I've started. You know, like, hey, guess what? You came around. You tried to play FAFO. You you decided to play FAFO. Let's continue that congratulations you just won uh and uh, one of the things i'm gonna do is i'm gonna look at the person that i came with and said hey uh if you talk to me in here to say that then uh you sir or ma'am uh leave their ass leave go home leave now leave them here go home move out find a hotel move the fuck out you don't need that in your late relationship if you're doing it to get in and vice versa you're doing that to get in there between them and their genes then you go home, move out. You do not need that here because yep. what you're doing is to make yourself look bigger. You know nothing about me. You don't want to find diddly squat about me. I'm here to promote my show. You can ask me, like, why did you call yourself this? Why this? And as stated, in our, you can find it on my YouTube channel about our origins. My hope was because the uh, friends of... I'll consider them friends. I'm friends with them on Facebook. They were they were cops. They still probably are cops right now. When and they consider the part of the shows cops. It was going to be cops versus the mob. Why not? And it was made to be going, you know, friendly banter between or friendly uh stuff between each other. Kind of like where in wrestling, you have a heel and you have a baby face. They could be 
best of friends behind the scenes, but in the public eye, they hate each other with a passion. We're at work. Yep. Yet, and the fans eat it up. That was part of my thought project process. If you want to hate watch me and Sasha, you're more than welcome to hate watch us more than what. I'll be happy to take your view. Pure and simple. More than happy. I think Sasha would be more than happy to take your view too. When she, when and if and when she decides to post up her episodes on YouTube. Yeah, no, 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 they'll get posted. I, I'm right now editing episode 12, so I'm only three behind, four behind, five behind, five behind, but I'll get there. It, it's easy enough to, I, I, I've got a system now. I've got a template just for the episode so I can copy paste. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean kind of what I do with uh, the audio side, I have a template that all to do is just drop this, drop this, drop this. I figure if I can get myself into like a template of editing it and slapping it together, I can at least get this done. But yeah, I'm of the philosophy. Most of y'all, when it comes to this whole blob fest fiasco, most of y'all want to argue, but you guys aren't supporting any evidence with it. I have the physical evidence. I have the screen grabs. If you need me to go back through and get screen grabs from people that I've talked to in the past, you're going to find that nothing negative was said to anybody. It would be more like, hey, great video. Hey, awesome. You know, I loved what you did here. And it would be an all positive. You know, well, watch you don't have that, that one person. But you spoke to them. That's harassment. Uh, no, no. Uh, Really, it's not. And especially when you're just thanking them and like, hey, you know, it's really cool and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's nothing negative. Oh, did, did somebody get upset because they once got tagged in a face of horror post? Who the fuck didn't last year? I'm not participating this year. I learned my lesson. Um, but last year, who the fuck didn't get tagged in a post to try to get votes? That's not harassment. You just simply hit the untag button. If it's that annoying to you, the unfriend button's not far and unblock. Hell, I just had um, that one horror host, Toby, go off on me about a couple things. And I just basically told him, like, well, you know where the untag button is. You know where the unfollow button is. You know where the unfriend button is. You know where the block button is. If these things bug you, do it. And then he's like, well, well, I was asking you to do it. I was like, you know what? Makes you more of the asshole because you could have taken the time and the energy that you spent sending me very negative energy messages to actually just take care of this yourself. And I said, this is why I, I you're told, not on a regular channel anymore. <laughs> and this is one of the things I told the, the person that was messaging me. You have the opportunity just to walk away, not listen, not respond to anything I say. But he wants, like, no, I haven't ran away from anything. I never walk away from anything. Then you're being, but you don't have any evidence. You know, that's the thing. He doesn't have any evidence. And you keep coming back and you're calling me and Sasha harassers and bulliers. In essence, you're, in a way, you could be, you're being a hypocrite. You, instead of going, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm walking away from this shit. This is just a circle, a circle. Hell, the person that would contacted me before you did. We agreed. This is going in a circle. We're both done. There's yep. no winner. There's no no loser. We both 
also that, declare... that other person before them um they, they i think they got advised by their spouse like uh you know you said a lot of shit you probably really shouldn't have said and these e are people either way. there to screen grab <laughs> either either way you know whatever they decide you know i never once in that discussion said hey i'm a winner she's a loser or in that post hey she won i lost i said you know if anything a tie at most in this i and i you, gave i i told him it's like hey not once not once will i say i won this uh you lost or anything like that i'm not claiming victory you know not once did i call him a coward or anything like that but he wants he's the one the person that wants to call me an asshole an idiot a moron i'm biased i'm being controlled by sasha the the infamous asshole a uh, person who drags people down to hell worse than Satan and Lucifer themselves. So, and you know, it, it, it's it's funny, but the people who say that about me—if you look through the history of everything that I've had to deal with with them—you go, so that's why you have a problem. And because at the, the end of the day, if, at least in this area, there there are people who will literally don't talk to her. And I'm like, the only reason they don't want you to talk to me is because they're afraid about what I may say about them. And them and I have already had it out. They're beneath me. You know? But I know I'm I'm not Sasha, or I'm not in the same community as Sasha, but there are certain places here in good old Dirty Bird. I'm not welcome. I cannot do what I do. If I um if I dare want to record an episode, yeah, well, I'd be able to record you know the walkthrough and do interviews at the library comic-con yes i'll be able to do that but if i want to do a a podcast or help set up a podcast you know a podcast or heck for example uh wesley wanted to is doing a documentary in regards to people independent actors like maybe me had been in something uh not just independent actors like myself who have appeared in stuff in the past independent actors filmmakers podcasts so forth and so on he wanted someplace a central spot to do videos and interviews of people here in like berkeley county area and i said well i might know at least one or two spots first spot i went to library it was oh is it a podcast is it is there money going to be made it's a documentary who the fuck makes money on a documentary is it is it uh on at, the friends you talk to Hey, no, the thing is, it's not going. He's not doing it to make money at all. He's not yeah. Logan Paul. He's not, you know, a top Ethan Klein. He's not that. He's not making a damn penny on anything. What does it matter? Well, it's because I'm involved in it, and the board of directors of the library doesn't like my pasty white hairy fat ass. Nothing I'm a part of is allowed. I can't. I'm not allowed. A good chance if I try to do something at the Apollo Theater, I'm not allowed to do shit there. Certainly because what happened with the Apolloween a few years ago. Sorry. Uh, same shit. And probably some... And, and those people run their mouth. And let's be honest, the way they treated you was worse shit. And and again, if you got to that, oh, we're sorry we treated all that. I'm like, you know what? You threw me under the bus. 
I want nothing from you. Exactly. And what's and with the other folks that were involved, I tried it's like I dude, I tried to warn you in regards to this person, but no, you didn't listen. You got you got thrown under the bus too. So yep. it's I just happened to be the easiest target. So I'm not the only one where me and Sasha are, if not the same boat, two boats that are running side by side. Yep. And yep. It, it said, it said that it has to happen. Yeah, there are some circles that we are welcome in. Uh, thankfully, it's four state, and we do have a couple of folks that can vouch for us that we behave as long as we behave. For one, number two, as long as we're not causing trouble or drag them involved, which means if something happened at have we ever done that at four state. Yeah, maybe you. <laughs> but uh, uh <laughs> but if something let's say on my end that happened i'd be going first to those in charge listen i'm going to take this outside because i don't want to drag you guys into this because i respect you guys too much i'm taking this outside well and, there was a certain cosplay group about what two, when was the last con there in hagerstown uh, what, two, three uh, years ago four years ago four? maybe five Okay. Something like that. Yeah, there there was a certain cosplay group, even though they weren't officially on the docket, they wanted to make an unofficial appearance called cosplay. And they were told basically, yeah, leave Sasha alone, don't run your mouth to Sasha. And if you do, we keep your money and toss you. Then they're like, Sasha, you let us know if there's any problems. I'm like, Can I just tell you now so you can toss them? <laughs> and some of the other things touch on other things that we kept getting, you know flat me and sasha flat oh there was no rule in regards to or policy in regards to uh videos being allowed to be making public playing for like this just because they were not on the book doesn't mean or available posted online doesn't mean that they are there case in point if you go to an amusement park whether it be uh knoble in pennsylvania disneyland universal studios or what have you or you go to a convention whether it be a horror uh, monster mania or a four state or san diego comic-con or a baltimore comic-con or an otacon there is a policy in place that if you post any photo or video whether it's as a podcaster youtuber or we have right an individual we have a you holding a press pass or a ticket is you consenting to that is you consenting to that policy, pure and, and simple? Not only that, but like when you accept an, a public award in a public forum, which is a giant ass theater that's going to be broadcast all over the net, uh, maybe you don't want to be so private about that. And let me just say this because this particular event had a policy that stated. Whatever photos that are taken at the finals on, that were on stage, that person could say, hey, we don't want these photos publicized. Doesn't mean someone else that was there at the event could snap a photo, post them online, and guess what? And that doesn't include video at Wirelight. Uh, or, yeah, it doesn't include video at all. And, it, Go, and, and another thing that a lot of people don't know because I've talked to a few winners in order to accept that crown, you kind of have to waive that whole right where you can say that 
I don't want my picture present. That's why they choose as many finalists as they do, because then it goes to the next finalist. And the thing is, if you say no, they could, again, take somebody's photo from the crowd, use that. And when that person says, hey, we told you, I told you, you couldn't use it. We didn't use our photo. We used that photo. That wasn't taken by us. It was taken by that person. Exactly. So, and they had right to that. They gave us authorization to use this. Because when you accept that crown, there's an agreement before you do, because you literally have to ride all the way up there and talk to them. And they tell you plain as day that by accepting this, we're allowed, since you're the winner, to get pictures, dot, the dot, the dot, because you're going to be in a public forum. That's not okay with you. Sorry. Have a good day. We're going to give it to the next finalist. And the thing is, here's the thing in regards to that. You tell that event, hey, we don't, guess what? Good chance the local paper is going to be using your photograph. What are you going to tell them? And then um, about me being too adult and too mature. Per the rules of that competition, the only video that they should be looking at is the videos that you submit for the competition. Yes, I have tons of videos. Yes, I I, I do have a a broader sense of humor. Um, But my social and my private life, aside from those two videos have nothing to do or have no bearing on that contest uh because i hate to tell you there, there's more than a few winners of that crown that has been on only fan and dude god you should see some of their quotes and some of the stuff they've said online outside of their competition entries um and the reality the whole family friendly and you know um to adult uh I just have to ask this, is it because of the fact that I have these videos that really should have no bearing on your decisions on who and what I am that aren't entries into the contest? Or, or, and I'm just snowballing here, maybe you guys are regretting that she used the mixed title and are now shocked that actual trans contestants are entering because I hate to say it anytime that a trans or non-binary person enters something, even though you guys try to say you're welcoming the moment we do it, you guys get a little sketch because you're still in Pennsylvania and people are still ass, ass backwards fucks. And so you're going to have a bit of controversy because we're on the news. We're everywhere. It's going to be a problem. No matter how you slice it, if they win, if they final, if not, and I'm going to think it has little to do with my other content and a hell of a lot to do with what I am. And right, I'll and say this. I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. Right now, someone like Sasha is, and the damned if they do, even anybody that is remotely considering choosing a uh, someone from the LGBTQ ia plus community just existing makes us a little controversial no 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 it's just that but hear me out right now anybody any group or or anything like now that might choose somebody like sasha is the biggest goddamn controversy ever thank you right now no matter what it could be it 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 could be innocent it could be 
It could be the equivalent. It could be as far, no matter what your take on Bud Light is, it could be as bad as Bud Light. It could be bad as Target. It could be complete. It doesn't matter. It could It could be the most extreme. I like Target and Bud Light. It's great. Thank you for drinking water. <laughs> but the... There we go. It can, we can have a right-wing propaganda thing for water, and we will increase water sales tenfold. <laughs> but it's the aspect of, yeah, you could have something that extreme. So a lot of folks, it can it can be said, and I'm admitting to that, it can be said, a lot of other folks can be say, hey, even though we're welcoming these contestants, we can't choose these contestants because look what happened to Target. Look what happened to Bud Light. Look what happened to X, Y, and Z. If we do it, we're going to be attacked. We can't do that. And that's just the theory, a Chris theory. But Sasha fully agrees. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying the fact that it it's extreme. It's like you're going well, to have a the few most folks, likely scenario. Most likely. Right now, I'm not saying what is happening on the right is or what's the outcry is uh is the right thing to do but i will say it's a slippery slippery slope if someone from the community does get chosen they have they're on immediately both the organization that is has chosen that person and that person is on a thin it's already on thin goddamn ice you have to watch what you say how you say it and everything else but so, if go ahead. But you have to watch and you see that wrong thing that could be taken out of context. Videos can be clipped. Video uh th- with AI, yes, things can be made to look like something else. Hell, tweets, made up tweets have been made, posted to Twitter, retweeted as fact. And people have gotten into trouble over it. So, yes, it's an issue, not just on one side, on both sides, it, it happens. And so, therefore, a lot of folks, is representation and diversity a good thing? Yes. Yes. Yet it is right now you it's have. bringing you some attention. And it's raising a lot of attention. And right now, I'll, I'll be the first to admit uh, that both sides have a tendency to eat each other and go after each other yep. all now more than ever more than ever uh if anything look at the whole controversy if you want an example fine let's do an example snow white period right there little snow white no, no right now snow white snow white more so it's got double double issues I'm not uh, the the person of color. uh, Besides that, I'm not saying she's the wrong choice or anything like that, uh, or anything like that. She could be a wonderful actress, wonderful singer. I'm not knocking her as a person of color, but folks are going to go after the fact that you have this person of color in the lead role and attacking, doing their arguments, and you have the whole other aspect of it's supposed to be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, yet. They didn't use one single dwarf in the movie. And you have 
so folks saying, yeah, they should be tall people. Dwarfs is a you know insult, and you have folks of lower stature, if you will, that suffer from dwarfism saying, you robbed walls for us. We're folks that this would have been the perfect thing for us to do, and you're taking that away from us. You have yep. that and controversy thing. And not to mention, you have what? Issue. It's a loaded issue. Not to mention, if you want to look, they hired Hugh Grant to be a Oompa Loompa. Right. You could argue that point, too. You could have had a whole mess of folks, you know. Will that... the schnozberries still taste like schnozberries? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm not one to know. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> But Sasha could uh, at least understands the point I'm trying to make. You have this issue going around now, and it's just not just not one side versus the other. You but have the point with this situation. You don't use a non-binary honorific, and then Welch on trans and non-binary participants. Because as in, soon as in you a way, honorific, you basically are saying you're welcome. But the moment any one of them enters, you're going to scrutinize them twice as hard and as nasty before you even met them because you're worried about whatever controversy might pop up. I'm sorry to now, say can... half the winners that they've chosen, I can find a ton of controversy on if I went looking for it. I just choose not to because it has nothing to do with that competition. And the thing is, if you want to go back a year, to, granted, I could accept the fact, and I think I said it in the previous episode, them going with mix instead of miss and allows it to open to everybody. Me, uh, me, someone yeah, who, you. Yeah, you. me, as someone who identifies as a guy and, and you know cisgendered, a reverend, yes, I could do it. Yeah, or somebody who identifies. As a woman, or non-binary, or oh, oh. <laughs> but the whole aspect—it opens it up to everybody. That's fair game. But if that was the case last year, the year before that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yet though, again, I can understand why you might not do it this year because of the current controversies going on with. A lot of the major names. Or last year. or But last year, you didn't really have that. You didn't really you still have had the that. Pressure. It was still you there. Had, it, the pressure might have been there, but you, it wasn't this pull the pin Loaded. and it'll explode. But either way. Either way but while it, we're on the topic of too adult and controversial, um, what year did the MPAA guidelines officially come out? Do you happen to know off the top of your head? I know. Do you know? I want to say the 60s. Late 60s, actually. 1968. So I want to bring to your attention a little-known movie known as Dementia, as it was originally released in 1955. It then got reissued by one of the producers of The Blob, back in 1957. So this is pretty much mostly a quiet film. There isn't a whole lot of dialogue, so they added narration to the 1957 cut, which they called Daughter of Horror. Now, you're probably like, what's that got to do with Blobfest? 
Well, pre-1968, it back then you had two versions of movies. You have certified or approved, and then you have ones that aren't certified. Now, the difference could be for any number of reasons for a certified film versus uncertified. Um, sometimes you didn't have to submit prior to 1968 for any certification. You could just admit it's good enough and throw it out to the world. That's why you'll see a lot of films that are pre-1968 that basically say X on it, but we both know they're not adult films. Um, they're just certified X because that's like the British version of that. There's actually a couple um Hammer House of Horror movies uh, that are like that. Or if you and see a, 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 a movie such as like uh, When Worlds Collide, yeah, they might be re-rated as cheap, but they're sometimes considered un when they came unrated. Out, they, they weren't rated. They were either certified right. or uncertified prior to 1968 if it was a U.S. movie. Um, Daughter of Horror, for example, and obviously Dimension 13 were never certified. Nobody ever sent them into certification because they were just pumping out movies to feed to the drive-ins because their biggest audience back then were the kids. Because the boob tube came out, why go to the movie theater when I can watch something tiny on my 14-inch screen? Well, that's problem number one. It's on your 14-inch screen. You know, we can and show you things that you can't see on TV. Because not, at not to time, mention, here, here, here's the thing. Folks out there, uh, especially the younger audience that might be watching it and made it this far. Back in the 1940s and even the 50s, you were lucky to have one TV that was 14 inches. 14 inches, maybe the size of and your laptop. And it was laptop. still black and white. And it was it still was black and white. It's tiny. One TV, not where nowadays every room has a TV. You were lucky to have one TV. Your family would have one TV. If you weren't that lucky, you had a radio. Everybody had a, a radio. Radios were cheap as hell back during that time. Everybody had a radio. But what you had so, was your drive-ins and your movie theaters. You had a lot of movie theaters. Yeah, you had the big uh, equivalent of the Regals or the uh, what have you, uh, the Regal-type movies or the uh, IMAX-type theaters. But you had a lot of mom and pop two screeners or the local stuff that might be downtown that everybody and their uncle went to. Every kid went to on a Saturday or or during after school or something like that. Every kid did that. Every kid. Hey, nickel got you to see three hours worth of cartoon. You had a nickel. You saved up five pennies for the week and you went to see him or a quarter, whatever the heck the cost was. It's not today where everybody has a tablet, a phone or three phones. So but this was the era of gimmicks where they would have gimmicks or they would put out what we would not consider, you know, extreme now. But for back then, it was considered extreme or horrific to draw in that teenage audience. Hey, here's a movie to creep out your girlfriend and possibly get her to crawl into your lap. Um, but essentially, you had people like um, William Castle who went out and actually had gimmicks where you'd have people run through the, 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 the screen at certain times, or he'd have vibrating seats or things of that nature to freak out the clientele. They wanted to make it a better experience. So we have the nice big screens and movie theaters now, because they're like, yeah, you got that little 14 inch square at home, but you come to the movie theater, it's huge. You know, you're gonna have it all big. You go to the drive-in, you can enjoy it from the comfort of your car. You just pull in, watch the movie, roll up the windows and steam that puppy up. But 
at the end of the day, that was pre-certification. You know, it wasn't a concern. Nobody had thought about it. And in about the 50s or so, people were pumping out movies left and right for your drive-ins, for your movies, things of that for your movie theaters to make money. And so, of course, basically, dementia comes out. It gets recut in 1957. They just add some horror, or not horror, but they add an aerator to it so they can put it into cinema so people don't feel ripped off from the lack of the dialogue. They added music and they added some things of that nature. And of course, it still showed as uncertified because these movies are pumping up left and right. Why are you going to submit it to the film board if that's just going to slow you up from getting your movie out there? So it was uncertified. Believe it or not, technically, even 1958, The Blob is not a movie that has a rating on it. It just says certified or approved, meaning it went through the rigors of everything else. And so it was approved to be shown in theaters and things of that nature. But what was interesting is in that movie, uh, there's a scene where the kids are at the movie theater. It's the classic run out of the colonial, but they're watching technically the daughter of horror aka dementia and that is the movie you see clips of it and some of the dialogue and other things and it's the film that's playing I, I did not realize that until sasha brought up and said rev you have homework to do and it's something that you don't see nowadays you know you don't pay attention to the what's on a marquee of a theater Heck, recently, let me say but they're this. they're actually showing the movie. But they're showing. And as an example, I rewatched, uh, again, a few weeks ago, the movie Splash uh, through Voodoo. And it's one of the few times, I, as stated on this show many times, I like to, nowadays, like to look beyond what's going it's Splash, who hasn't seen it 15 different times now. So instead of concentrating on what's in front, the two main characters, you tend to, eyes tend to wander What's going on in the background? And this is the first time I looked beyond the two characters, Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. In one of the scenes, they're walking by a theater in New York. What's playing on that theater? Yeah, hashtag. What's playing? Extra and Evil Dead. Yep. But (laughs) I'm like, who knew? The thing of it is, is, is there's actually clips of this movie. It's actually shown bits and pieces of it during the blob and certain movie theater scenes um now what's funny is again we have one that wasn't certified because they just didn't submit it why would you you're it's a horror movie as a producer you're trying to pump them out so you get as many out in the theaters so you can make some money um so it's just in there in the background what is interesting is that someone had stated once to the Colonial Theater, and there was even a petition for this, that, hey, wouldn't it make sense, since this was the movie showing in the Blob, why not have this as one of the movies during Blobfest? It was flat out denied, almost aggressively denied by the Colonial and the Blobfest staff, because, survey says, it's too adult and too controversial because of its rating. Uh, the blob doesn't have a rating. It's just certified, whereas dementia is not certified. In fact, if you want to on YouTube, I think it's royalty free at this point, and you can watch The Daughter of Evil or Dementia for free right through the interwebs because it's that old. Now, 
they're saying that a movie that showed during the blob that just happens not to be certified in a movie that was certified but doesn't have an MPAA rating because these movies both came out before 1968. But this one that appears in the movie that you guys are going to feature all weekend long is too adult and too controversial. That sounds really stupid. I'm going to compound the issue. What was the blob remake rated in 1988, Chris? Uh, I want to go with the standard answer. R? It was a hard R because of graphic depictions of violence and dissolving and things of that nature. You want to know what's funny? The original blob had that type of stuff in it, too. But a lot of that stuff was excised due to, I guess, the filmmakers didn't like it and cut it out. Because there's a scene where Steve McQueen is rushing to check on the old guy that they brought into the doctor. And he sees the doctor getting absorbed through the window as he's beating on the window. Now, that's deleted out of the original film. That stuff was recently found and recovered. Would you would you happen to guess where it was found and recovered at? Uh, let me guess, some guy's basement or garage. No, it was found in a basement, but at the Colonial Theater. And there was a big deal and a big stink about it. And they've actually shown that footage and have had it available, which would kind of put it onto the same uncertified bar as daughter of horror or aka dementia and so why is this a big deal Sash? Well, judge me for everything i do online and all my crazy antics i'm not talking about the ones you have to pay for but the ones that are on youtube and anywhere else you know they don't go any harder than an r but they have nothing to do with my two entries because my two entries are if they're hard anything they're hard pg which is well within the rules uh, but my social life, I, I'm a little body, I'm, I'm a little racy in my commentary and things of that nature. So I would personally give myself, if we're looking at my life in a scope, a hard R, but those two entries, no, no, no. Um, but it's awful funny that both I and The Daughter of Horror, a movie that appeared in the blob, are too adult and too controversial for blob fest. And that's per the first Miss Blob Fest herself. You still with me yeah, here? Chris? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm just getting caught up, you know, in regards to everything, just in case something dropped that we could add to this. But uh, still, uh, it's it's interesting in regards to it. Yeah, uh, it's the equivalent, or one could say, one could say, do as we do, but not as we say, sort yep. of speak. You found the excised footage from the blob that's controversial and was made a big deal about it and you, you've shown it but you won't show the other horror and someone like me is too controversial and too adult uh please yeah. so anyways you were saying so uh what do you mean as i was saying no just say that uh i was just checking things just in case things went down nothing just uh i saw that you mentioned me in a comment and i was just responding you know, just to that post in the comment. Oh, it's well, just I, nothing I didn't to mean to throw you more work, but we were just talking about the WGA and SAG. You, right, right, so. right. Nothing. It's just that uh, it, it's something, uh, it's more promotion for the show and all that. It's just, uh, I'll see, have to see how things go. 
We'll, we'll, we'll yes. keep you updated, but this is not going to become right. a regular feature. We're eventually going to nip it off at the hills. There might be a toy review that comes up very, very shortly and very, very soon. Probably toward the end of August, beginning of September, but uh, it's coming, Chris. It's coming. I want you to be a part of it. I think it'll be hilarious. Now, let me just say this. As, <coughs> excuse me. As, because uh, we are not one to shy away from drama, um, if, depending on when it receive, gets received in my hands, because it might arrive by the end of August, early September, uh, as stated in previous episodes, I have a order coming in through Kickstarter in regards to uh, me kind of also being a Dungeons and Dragons, a, a fledgling Dungeons and Dragons geek and nerd. Uh, one of the things I picked up from Kickstarter almost two years ago uh, it was a set of dice, premium dice called Dragon Eye Dice. And it was supposed to be like centered uh, like dragon eyes centered in dice and you get it like a dragon's egg and everything's in a bag. Uh, stay tuned for an unboxing it here, but if Sasha allows, I might do a brief summary when I get it, but on this, this podcast, I'll go into a little bit of a more of a deep dive in regards to the drama and issues many folks are having with this product because granted, uh, there it's just that the squeaky wheel or the drama is being raised more so than the non-stuff or to say the problems are being more raised than the non-stuff so until i have my order in my hands i cannot vouch or though i have photo evidence i would rather get what i ordered in my hands so i could say so personally how true it is or if i'm counted along with the many folks that are experiancing issues if sasha understands that oh yeah because no, i don't I that because uh i don't want to elevate in regards to the drama that other people are having even though it according to the organization behind these this kickstarter they're willing to replace and kind of uh, rectify any issues I want to see if I have the same issues before commenting on them that way. It's like, Hey, these are the issues. Do I have them? Don't, don't I have them? Here's the photographs. Here's what I got. Here's the video. And I get to talk to it on this platform. So. Yep. And we totally do allow that, but otherwise I like to say, unless Chris has anything that he'd like to add, that's the show. Only thing I got to add is I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. I dare you to prove it. Speaking of that, speaking of that, and or yeah, should I say do, I dare you to do, make? I dare you to make me prove it. Goal, if, if we mm-hmm. do hit that goal, I've already bought mine. I will gladly join in on this. We'll we'll have a bikini podcast. So uh, I will do it. I swear to God, I do it. Tip jar is in the. Uh, the script, depending on what platform you find this on, the links to the tip jar is down below. It is a GoFundMe link. It's one of the most secure places I had I can choose and I trust more so. Nothing wrong with PayPal, Cash App, or anything like that. But since a lot of scammers use PayPal and Cash App or Venmo, uh, unless it, if it was someone like Sasha saying, I'll Cash App you some something, and it was actually, uh, 
Sasha or a friend of mine that I could trust, yeah, I'll download Cash App. But other than that, I will not do it. I will trust yep. only Go um, GoFundMe or a site similar to that, but not PayPal or anything like that. And for those of you watching, it's like, hey, I don't trust GoFundMe, but I know you because I've known a couple of people who are like, hey, I don't really trust GoFundMe. If you want to hand hand over a couple of bucks and support the channel, you can do that. Heck, if you want, there's always Patreon and Dubby. Yep. So there exactly. we have loads of so if you don't want to go those routes but still want to toss a dollar or two our way helps the channel so either way um exactly so sasha but, uh, for for me if you want to help support me in general i got the only fans I, I i don't i'm not big on patreon gofundme or anything of that nature so feel free to join only fans and i always offer new members a discount there's a discount running now for the next couple of months just find the links on my social media um, but outside of that, just keep watching, keep liking, keep commenting, keep, you know, unliking some of you people who have dislike, dislike. So go right ahead, keep doing that. It just helps the algorithm. Most importantly, obey. So takes care. And until next time. And remember, I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. <laughs>
listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capiche? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com, or post them in the uh, te- the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything, because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times, so a lot could happen between then and no real updates comments or smart remarks that I really need to go into but there are some first and foremost uh, no updates or continuing drama regards to the blob fest and all that so far thank god I don't want to talk about it anymore I'm sick and tired of talking about it I want to move on from it I think Sasha does too and both of us I hope you got that from the uh this tonight's part uh, I won't say this tonight's episode, but this week's episode that we're sick and tired of talking about it, that we want to be done with it. And but with the Screen Actors Guild, we do have, or at least I have, some updates and so forth and so on that came across my desk since we recorded this. Uh, one of which I wanted to say is, if he listens to this and made it through this far, is uh, special thanks to Mick Manhattan, the main person behind the Scene Snobs podcast. Uh, because as soon as we were kind of closing out the show, I think I mentioned it in the show that I saw, you know, Sasha mentioning me in a comment on his post looking for people to be on his show, guests on his show, later that evening to talk about the SAG strike. And thankfully he had me on, on as a guest talking about it. And uh, yeah, we had a wonderful conversation talking about it. There were a lot of good points on both sides on all sides, uh, and we agreed on a lot of points. So there, there's no drama or anything between me, Mick, or the other guest he had on. Special shout-out to him. I'm not sure what podcast he, he's on, but still, uh, we had a wonderful conversation about it. But the, today, today, uh, even though it's officially Thursday, but this came across my desk on Wednesday, and that was two things, one of which was an article from... I think it was Variety saying that Mark Ruffio, best known for his role as the Hulk in the Avengers movies, is that he kind of recommended actors and actresses uh, and folks doing independent work, meaning with a lot of folks being from uh, like indie films, from like David, what David Kerr might do or Mark Byrne. So I was very skeptical in regards to this article and what Mark said. But later that day, I was watching what you can can be what can be considered news. Uh, well, if you want to call Philip DeFranco news, but what he does is I'll say this: kind of a Cliff Notes version of the news. Even though his episodes on YouTube run from fourteen to thirty minutes sometimes, but still, I digress. And he went into in regards to roughly the same thing that. SAG and the appropriate folks that are associated with SAG are approving actors to go through uh, 
to do independent films that is not really associated with them or associated with any of the big studios like Sony, Warner Brothers, and so forth and so on. So it looks like this other uh, other article has some weight to it, and which is a good thing. So if you have, I won't say a good thing, but... Folks like Felicia Rose, who's been in a lot of indie films, like uh, recently she was part of Bloody Summer Camp, one of David Kerr's films, and I think he, uh, she's a part of, or maybe a part of, his na- film that he's filming now called Slasher Nurse. So, uh, it's a good thing for her, but uh, from what Philip DeFranco is saying is that these a- any actor or actress that is a card-carrying member of SAG has to go through uh, SAG for a pool saying, you know, hey, uh, I'm from what I was gathering from what uh, Philip DeFranco was saying, it's like, hey, they have to go through SAG for approval to do this and saying that, hey, uh, someone like David Kerr has no association with uh, any of the big studios. They're, They're based out of like Virginia or West Virginia, Maryland or PA. They have no, they're completely independent. They pay me like two grand for me from a filming or whatever and that's it <laughs> you know they have no session it's they're no way associated they're not even union themselves and probably say it's like yeah no way go you know go get your bread you know go get you know put money on your table get paid that's okay that's great great for these folks that want to do it i know uh folks like danny trejo like to do student films so if he wants to do a student film and those those folks doing those films want to pay him whatever he he charges for those student films or independent films. They're allowed to do that, or you know, uh, they're allowed to make those films as long as those 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 students or folks like David Kerr or Mark Byrne or John Johnson from Darkstone, uh, as long as they're not associated with any major studio or the, or outlet, whether it be brain damage films or something like that as long as no outlet or distributor is associated with the big studios or has any affiliation with uh uh these these studios in any way shape or form or meaning if what you distribute or what they distribute have to have you know associated with set uh, the bigger studios or the companies that these studios associated with then it's okay you know get get your bread so we can see these films, and it was one of the questions I was having, so that that kind of answers one. Now, I can't be wrong, so folks out there that are a member of SAG and or higher up, or if Felicia Rose, if you're listening to this, uh, please put your answer down the qu- uh, thing down below. So, in regards to that, and plus. Plus, if we get a chance to see David Kerr or Mark Byrne or uh, someone on that level, and these are good questions, especially if we get a chance to go to Hagerstown, uh, for the pop culture there, the Four State Comic Con there. Uh, if we have a lot, um, I'm sure a lot of folks will have questions. If we get a chance to interview any of the stars there uh, or the celebrities there, we get a chance to uh, uh, Ask them these questions if they're willing to be on part of the show, uh, or or if Mark Byrne, David Kerr, or I, I doubt John Johnson's going to be at four seat. But still, if John Johnson's there, uh, he's had dealings with brain brain damage films. He, good chance, you know. Hey, we could ask him. We could ask them in regards to questions. You know, 
with distributors in regards to this. Heck, if I got a chance to speak to Lloyd Kaufman, I'd be talking to him too in regards to this. Even though he has his own outlet, he'd be a great person to answer these questions and everything. These are great questions I could come up with and ask these folks. Uh, even They might not have the answers at all, but still great questions. And But if you know somebody in SAC or have your uh, stories to tell, please leave them in the comments down below if there's comments. If not, you can email them at us at longcoatmafia at gmail.com or head on over to Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Mafia podcast and leave us a comment on one of the posts. We'll get it and read it there. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon. It's a $3 tier. It's not that much. It's geared to uh, not break the bank if you could afford it. Uh, we have loads of stuff there that you can put comments on and let us know. Uh, videos of our weekly like the, the video that this episode is associated with, we'll, once it's posted up, those on Patreon will be able to see it prior to anybody else. And before, that means if I put it on, up on, let's say I put the video up on YouTube on Monday and I have it set to release on Friday, that means as soon as I go on to pre- Patreon, you guys could get to see it on Monday once it, it's dropped. As soon as I make schedule it for Friday you guys get to see it on Patreon so no worries plus there's polls and other things I'll have up there for you guys to uh let loose on and stuff that uh if you want guys want to talk about uh I'll put up something right hey leave us your ideas or comments and stuff like that plus we'll have like like me on this show saying hey this this episode is sponsored in part by uh and you'll have your names there uh, not to mention, we do have the tip jar. Link is in the description down below. Once uh, GoFundMe says, oh, sorry, your tip jar is no longer active. We're deleting it. We'll start a new one for you guys and gals. Don't forget, we have the challenges for that. One of which is the whole bikini thing. Uh, and we do have a, a dance slide sla- um, set up for the whole aspect of if we... If and when we hit the $5,000 goal. Uh, and not to mention, don't forget, we do have uh, our partner, W Energy. Uh, li- the links to them are down below. We are currently drinking their Calio Cream, which is pretty damn good. I, I feel uh, way less tired when I when I drink it and not as hyper as I normally do. But uh, that's that. If you want to ha- order from them, use our code uh, long coat ma- uh, I should say our code is LCM podcast and you get 10% off so that's that and the, their website is not only linked down below it is w.gg d-u-b-b-y dot g-g and find something you like it could be something as little as the stickers you get 10% off so uh, that's that uh, all our social media is in down below in the description uh hopefully in most platforms you can click those links or copy and paste those links into your browser of choice whatever that might be chrome firefox uh internet exploder whatever you choose or safari and find us that way do do your research about us we're not as evil as you might think or others might tell you that we are so uh, don't let others gaslight you saying that we're evil or not. We're just very op- very weird, very uh, opinionated. So give us a listen, check us out. And I know this episode has been very, very long. So 
that being said, good night, everybody. I'll see you guys next episode, whenever that may be. And don't forget to check out our our YouTube channel and everything else because all the, the video stuff will be there. So take care. And as stated in the main episode, I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. Later, Gators. This recording. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. All right. Gotcha. You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the Internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast.